आप हो गया सालो यू है जनाब things are working welcome everyone and uh part two and hopefully i'll be uh i got all the uh hot, hot temper off my chest yesterday and uh we'll be uh speaking with commander rixie today um we'll do the um we'll do the breakdown of the first video of uh jc and um get charles forts on uh some of the uh more egregious uh mischaracterizations and uh straw men um so without sort of 
further ado, because I think he's waiting, um, let me see if I can get through to Charles. Um, come on. Did, no. What did I do? I messed it up. Ah. Bear with me, folks. Bit, because that's like technical. Yes, going on here. I need a producer. There, there we go. Um, all right. So uh, whilst we okay, wait for, um, is this the room for an argument? Yeah. <laughs> Came here for a good argument. Um, look, again, in retrospect, um, I'm going to... Like I say, I was hot under the collar yesterday because I, I, I watched two streams in a row that were, um, again, unfairly mischaracterizing uh, somewhat me, but uh, more importantly, Charles. And the simple fact is that Charles has uh, risen um, very well. He, he is the tip of the spear right now. And um, we to be trying to break down the evidence that we have that that's legal evidence right that's that's the important distinction it's it's evidence which shows intent on um the behalf of these programs and the um We we have to like like I was saying yesterday. We we have a a small window in which to um, push back cohesively uh, against what is uh, a all encompassing push by technocrats, oligarchs. Um, what was the? I was watching Macduff. What did he call it? Uh, sin Sinacopath? No. Ah, I forget. Uh, but just, just um, the 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 one percent of the one percent who have their fingers in all the pies, making sure that they scoop off more than their fair share, um, that they don't have good intentions for us. And um, we, uh, like I say, we only have the tools that were bequeathed to us, and one of those being the uh, the legal system, and. Um, we have to make sure that um, the oh uh, I've just realized that the chat is not working properly is it on the screen we're just getting rumbled chat uh, why why is that uh, Simon Phoenix what's going on whilst I'm waiting for Charles um, he would have Debunk Charles in a layman's way. Uh, let's see. I, who said that? Who said that, Kangdi? Uh, I just told you how to fix it. You did? Where? <laughs> what do I need to do? Um, do, 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 do. Simon is busy. Yeah, bleak text evaders. What can I do? Um, how did... Rixie get his hands on that diffuse document. That was uh, a uh, reload and pick up restream chat. Reload what? Restream? Uh, what about if I put restream in here? Ah, yeah. 
You were you were right, Cyber Phoenix. There we go. It, it, it not loaded. The browser was empty. All right. So that should um, should work right now. Uh, let's see. Rumble Chat is not showing in Restream Bot. Um, yeah, I know it only uh, it shows up on the screen, but hopefully now do I need to stop and start the widget? Right. Okay. Stop and start the widget. In the meantime, I want to make sure that have I have I messed up? Oh, tech! I I I, I hate you all. Let me just. I, I think I might have messed up the call. Let's do this. Uh, meet with video. Boom. All right. Let's see if he picks up now. And. Uh, Restart the widget. Bang. Uh, no, it's not that, is it? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, uh, I'll have to do this later. <laughs> I can't. I don't find. I don't see the widget. Um. Is that it? Off. Yeah. Okay. And then restart. Okay. All right, uh, all right. So that's that done. Let's just uh, see if um, I'll try on Zoom. Maybe, maybe he's got tied up. So um, it didn't fix it. Simon Phoenix. <laughs> Let's say, uh, do I have to? Do I have to reload and repaste the? Do I have to do that? Reload the. Copy. No sound. Um, it's, it's just, it's such a, um, it's such a complicated setup now. It doesn't make for um, easy. Okay, yo, is that working? Is that updating? Is that updating? No. Ah, well, you know what? Um, Put that up here, and maybe if I turn on restream chat, yeah. So we can have two chats. We can have Rumble chat and the. <laughs> I guess that's. I guess that's one way of doing it. Uh, it makes the screen a bit messy, but. Help you up, boys. Yeah, always messing with us. Um, all right. Uh, um, let's see. So. Um, the minute Cooey hung out with Malone Kennedy, he went AWOL. Have we been infiltrated? Um, I, I don't know. Um, send another call. Um, that is odd. Let me do this. Messages. Um, 
meeting. Some something's wrong with Zoom, folks. Video. has been invited yes in a zoom meeting yes okay hey that that's working all right finally um and you know let me just play with the set up a little bit charles how are you sir no sound your mic's not on bro So whilst we wait for Charles to join, I have... hello. Yeah, hello? Uh, yeah, we got it. Got it. There we go. Um, I'm just messing around God. with the layout because you've got text all over your face. Let me do that. All right. And... I mean, it's probably for the best. <laughs> no, um, not at all. All my all my screen layouts all messed up. And let me just turn off this camera boom all right so it looks a bit tidy Tell you what, this tech is tech has been crazy today oh, it's a constant nightmare for me bro <laughs> i'm just <laughs> i sit down at this machine and uh there's there's always something not quite right there's just something i've left on i'll get a i'll switch scenes and i'll get a fat angie interrupt me or something and um it's a constant struggle just to uh, keep everything uh, ship shape. So um, first off, let me let me just um, I want to say I, I probably teed off a bit too hard yesterday, maybe. Um, but um, like I say, I was just telling the audience um, I'd, I'd watch those two streams and um, it, it was so egregious. The. Uh, the mischaracterizations of your character, the um, the science. Um, I, I I don't know. I got distracted with the chat and just uh, got um, I don't know. I lost my call a little bit, but um, ah, sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I. Uh... Uh, I mean, I, you already know I, I almost joined it, but I needed to uh, kind of process some more because it it really is uh, bizarre, and I've been trying to figure out what the logic uh, would be, and it doesn't really make sense. Well, and it's. I, I was just yeah. I just I just want to say what I, I was thinking. We should we should sort of go through that video that he did, the stream that he did, um, particularly the Kim dot com um, section, because there, there's the, in the lead up to that and during that is where there's really um, he's really sort of stepping out of. Well, I guess I guess to kind of like put an intro to this um 
I've been trying to figure out why the why there's been such a defensive attitude about this quasi-species hypothesis and this uh, this shift towards uh, rejecting diffuse and other things, other pieces of evidence that, I mean, they just, it's, it's not logical. And even, even the arguments that are made don't make any sense. They don't fit. Um, because, well, we'll talk about it later, but, but basically, well, so someone's asking uh, for a quick synopsis in the chat. So, um, well, I well, well, basically, a few months ago, JC came up with this uh, new idea um, disregarding the. He'd come to believe that the quasi-species um, facet of the coronavirus evolution was being misinterpreted and misunderstood to a much larger degree than um, really anybody has has argued previously. And to the degree where he doesn't believe that it's possible for any virus, man-made or otherwise, that gets dropped into the natural uh, milieu I mean, they call it a swarm, but you know, you can think of it as if you think of a cloud of particles in the air that are viruses that are all slightly, they're all the same basic virus, but there's, it's like a family of closely related particles, but they're not identical. There is, and I, I think, I think that's an oversimplification because the way that he explains it, it makes it seem like it's just, it's a function of simple math and that's all that there is. And so well, I will talk about that and why I think he's, he's over emphasizing the importance of that. Well, it's incredibly important because it, that affects basically everything else. I mean, the argument that he's making it logically follows if if what he's saying is correct, then yes, it does affect everything that we understand. The problem is is that in the real world, it, regardless of whether or not there's issues with sequencing or, or anything else, in the real world, in the symptomology and the sequences, whatever they are, the quality of them that they are, there's still trends, they're still consistent, and they don't represent what he's saying. Yeah, and, and this... so I, I can't. That's all I can say. And the other thing I can say is that the majority of people, the overwhelming majority of people, disagree with him. And that doesn't mean that he's wrong. But the fact that he came up, that he put these two things out there, um, and that they, they, they basically impact, like some like things that I was involved with, it was very strange that he didn't tell me about this. I learned about this watching one of his streams mm -hmm. a few weeks after apparently he'd started 
talking about this, which is strange uh, given what we were doing at the time. And that also leads into uh, the fact that he has accused me for some reason of being unwilling to talk about the fact that I was working as a working on a contract as a subject matter expert for um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And um, I, I don't know if he ever looked at the contract that we signed, but there was not something in there that said that we were supposed to be talking about something. In fact, there were things in there explicitly saying that we weren't supposed to talk about what it was that we were doing. Um, so for him to um, imply that because I wasn't talking about that, that I was somehow disloyal or um, not proud of that. Well, why would I not be proud of it? He called me after watching us on a stream. He called me directly and asked me to come work for him. And uh, so, of course, I'm proud of that. I'm incredibly proud of it. And But I'm confused as to... I was never told something different than than what I had been told at the beginning. So I'm not sure why he thinks that, why he perceives that I should have been more vocal. Because from my understanding, I was not supposed to be vocal. And based on what the overall purpose was, why would we want to share that? But what he did basically was imply that I... Um, that I was hiding that because I didn't want to interfere with other revenue streams or something, which is absolutely ridiculous. Well, the, the accusation being that you, you were going to, your Substack was the priority. And right. yeah, a, a very I, I egregious. People need to understand. People, I, I would assume that most people who heard of me by now know that, uh, for most of the last two and a half years, well, actually almost three years now. Actually, it is three years now. For the last three years, I've only had an income during that six-month period. <laughs> and then one other month, which is when I was co-writing the uh, Glenn Beck episode that he did a special on. When Glenn Beck lifted all your tails, funnily enough, that was just in the background there. <laughs> and uh, well, um, Just took your work without yeah. attribution. Um, yeah. So, and that's. Uh, I mean, I'm still trying to, still trying to process why anybody would say that. Who who knows who I am? Because uh, if if you do know anything about that, you know that I wasn't working. the The only income that I had was my disability pay from the Marine Corps, and. I mean, Which I, I, I imagine is um... one of his streams and some of his people were commenting and asking, you know, why did he, why did he only do 15 years in the Marine Corps? Well, I mean, it's, only. Uh, it's not really a conspiracy. In fact, nothing is a conspiracy. Uh, I'm, I, I didn't realize I was like the subject of all these conspiracies until just recently. Mm. And, and I don't understand it. Um, but so let me just be clear. Um, I, I left the Marine Corps after 15 years, not because I wanted to, but because 
uh, for my health. It was important for me after going through a long um, PTSD treatment program for several months, um, it was time for me to do something else. So it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but I did. And uh, so you, you were so, medically discharged. Again, I'm watching all these things happen and all these people talk about me and I'm, I'm trying to figure out why people would be attacking me or, or assuming the worst because I don't recall um, sacrificing any children in the backyard or anything. And then, and then I watched the, the stream from, from two days ago, the JC did. Mm. And I guess it kind of makes more sense now, at least why they would assume, why they would think like that. But, um, but, but that just kind of left me stunned because uh, he basically just uh, slandered me for a couple of hours, um, accusing me of all sorts of things. And once again, anybody who knows me, who has watched me, I do not hide things. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't pretend to be something that I'm not. Um, so Charles is a straight shooter. I approached specifically to work with a year ago because the respect I had for him to come to this place where he, he felt that that was appropriate after not really talking to me for a few months and not explaining to me anything that was going on was, was disconcerting. And so I, I want to kind of like respond to some of these statements because, well, first of all, most of them are just, idiotic and completely like verifiably false and don't, don't even relate to me. So I don't know who he's talking about, who he's confusing me with, but, um, but I've also raised questions about, you know, I've had concerns about the, the hypotheses that he's been raising and whether or not he thinks they're legitimate. Um, he, he hasn't responded to the points we've made so far. And we're going to make more points today. And um, th 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 those points were the streams we did in, in the hotel, right? He is given the impression that the argument that he is making has the backing of a consensus, which would be news to me because I also read these, or many of the same papers, and I'm not seeing the consensus argument. And I'm talking to other scientists, I'm not seeing this consensus argument. So the fact that I am not a scientist. I mean, that's okay. You don't, you can, you can denigrate me and, and, and not think that I'm, I'm doing the requisite work. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to do that, at least debate me to my face, because yes. um, as far as I can tell, I've held my own pretty well. And other scientists would say that too, including people that I hold in high regard who know both of us very well so um so yeah so uh, so fine I, I i don't have a choice uh, now that i've been called many things and uh I, <laughs> i'm no longer employed i don't actually know why and uh, uh 
it's just a very confusing set of circumstances at a very interesting time for something like that to happen. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but if I grew up in a world where if um, if somebody is saying something, he's 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 saying that the, he's being honest, he's holding to his word. Then I'm going to. That's what I'm going to expect. Yeah. So, because I, I do not, I do not go out of my way to attack anybody. And the last time that I was on a stream with Jason on his stream, um, was July fourth. And anybody who watches that stream um, should come away from that thinking the same thing that I think, a- which is I have no idea. It was a great stream. This person you know, talking about really informative. Um, because it's not the, to me, it's not the same person, and I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what he's trying to imply. I don't know if like somebody has gotten to him or decided that um, I need to be marginalized. But it, if that's the case, and somebody is trying to marginalize me, then they're gonna have to do a better job. Because from what I've seen right now, the arguments are pathetic. The the demeaning epithets are pathetic. They're not professional. And uh, he's not arguing his case. He's, he is arguing that I just don't understand. Right. And six months ago, he, he seemed to think that I did understand, at least to a decent degree. Well, so, you just, so I you just don't... try to clarify that. And maybe, hopefully, um, the points that we raise will actually be answered. Well, you're just a so, Marine, Charles. Anyway, so that's kind of like a... Can you, can you hear me? Um, can you hear me? Is yeah, this I, mean, I really don't want to spend time doing could, this. Is this working? Are the things I'm doing. I'm trying to yeah. do everything I can to get the ball rolling so that we can hold these people accountable. Yeah, dude, check, check your... And can you hear me? If if I if I despise the thought of us fighting amongst ourselves six months ago, I'm not sure on what universe anyone thinks that that's a good idea right now, or anyone thinks that that should be a priority above what our actual priority should have been, mm. which is what which is obtaining justice for a million Americans who have died. Mm. And it doesn't matter if they died of. COVID-19, or they died of medical malpractice, or they died of anything else. The fact is that they died, and they weren't going to die that way right? during this three-year period, mm. if not for what happened. Dude, so, can you, can you hear me? I have never... I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can hear me. Any hypothesis. Can, can you hear me? But if, yeah. if people are going to um, say that I don't know what I'm talking about, and attack me publicly from the position of being a paid employee of, of my former employer, um, I would assume that they would have a better argument than I'm a traitor. Yeah. So, so dude, I, I need I need uh, to get confirmation. I, I don't think I you can hear me. Hey, hey, hey. Um, can you can you hear or see me? Can you you don't hear or see me, right? Yeah. Do you, can you hear me? What's up? It's it's not working, right? Can, Hello. Yeah, you don't hear me. Okay. Hello. No. Hello. 
Is it working? Can you hear me now? Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. No sound. Uh, why? Let's see. Uh, can you see me? Well, as Charles sort of um, tries to figure out his sound, um, like I say, I'm I'm in agreement with Charles after watching the the last two streams as well, and I I can hear Charles. I just don't think I don't think he can hear me. Uh, You hear me now, bro? You hear me now? Hang on, let me get the earbuds. Is this working? Check, check, check. Okay. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. It's it's okay? Now I can't hear you. You can't hear me? <laughs> ah, shit. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, Zoom says my mic is working, so... Uh, let's see. Just take the headphones out. Yep, just did. So. Okay, that that's working. The the people will have to do with the room echo. Um, uh, yeah, look, I'm 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 in agreement with what you said, and so um, look, folks, uh, get a drink and settle down because we'll we'll walk through the um, the stream that Jay did. Um, but I know you wanted me to bring up. Um, one thing, Charles, which was um, the article that you did write on your Substack back in uh, in June. Um, if pe- if people have questions about um, Charles' appreciation of um, who RFK is and the family and and what what they did um, back in June, Charles was. Charles was writing about it. I don't. I don't know how much more um, you were supposed to do uh, beyond that. Um, flashing lights outside the front of your house, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going. Well, I guess because I had. I guess because I didn't. Um, because, uh, like, I messaged him like an email. I did, and I. I wrote that and and he appreciated it and uh, and he had some really kind of things to say and uh, it was a great yeah, article. I, mean, I I remember when it came out. Uh, you know, inspiring stuff. And well, it, it had it, it had stemmed from a lesson that I taught my son when I was homeschooling the, the previous year and. It it already it literally already had everything except the the last video, which which happened to be a video of of RFK's dad, RFK Senior, and uh, I. Uh, it, I I've always had great respect for for President Kennedy, and I'm a historian by by training, so. Or by academic training, so I'm fairly aware of American history and, and things in it. And among the people that I respect the most, they both happen to have been from a very similar time period. And in the case of JFK and Martin Luther King, they were 
they were both uh, figures who who were martyred. I don't know if that's the best word, but I would kind of consider it that. And and that would, <laughs> well, or the or the other M word, um, martyred, is a more. Um... Well, they uh, they were they were transformational figures. Yes. They they were killed in the middle of being transformational, and they were killed because they were transformational, and so. I like I didn't know about um, RFK as much. Obviously, I knew that he'd been assassinated, um, but he like I just didn't. He hadn't really come across my radar screen, and and so as I was putting that article together and kind of tweaking it, I was rewatching the Martin Luther King video, and where where it's his uh, "Been to the Mountaintop" speech. And the entire point of all of this was the, the class I was teaching my son, and I taught him anyone, but this is like sort of a civics class, because I wanted to expose him to positive, impactful historical figures and, and, and give him a, a, an example of what the right type of man is supposed to be. Yeah, instead of the litany of scumbags we have these days, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was... I was incredibly disappointed in President Trump's behavior. Like he, he was able to accomplish things that I agreed with, but but I told my son, you know, I don't, I would never want you to be like him. <laughs> so yeah, well, but during the twenty during the twenty twenty election, like I, we were we were studying the Constitution, and I and I set it up so that way we would finish going through the entire Constitution on election day. And like I voted for for Trump, but that, that's because the other choice was was a corpse, and um, and uh, the corpse won. So, uh, well, I, I don't think one is the right word, but yeah, but, but but I told my son, I was like, you know, I I've told you for a couple of years now that that I, you know, I would never want you to act like that when you're an adult referring to Trump. Uh, well, actually, I wouldn't want him to act like Biden either, since he's he's pooping himself. But, um, but at the same time, the, these are he has done good things, and the the choice is fairly clear. Um, and I mean, he 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 actually sent the military to fight ISIS for real, mm -hmm. and what had been a four year war was ended in ten months. We didn't change the air. The troops didn't change. Yeah. Our weapons and tactics didn't change. We just, we just did it. And so, and and th that is something that we've we've really lost. Yeah. Look, and I, that it, I always say this: he's the he's the only president in, since I can remember since the, the first Gulf War. So I would I would have been in my teens, late teens, and. Um, that didn't start a major war, right? And he's the only one, yeah. Yeah. Um, just just on that fact alone, you know, another four years would have been nice, right? Um, instead, we've got the shit show that 
we have right now. And I, I'm, well, I'm just dismayed that we're looking at trench, well, trenches I mean, filled people, with mud. And... People get what they ask for. Of course, we at this point, we don't even know if they're asking for it because they're, it seems like they're intentionally mucking up our electoral system to make it more complicated and less efficient to what end i don't know but well i i, I think much is to um break the us um as a as i don't know the, the global hegemonic power um right but it's sad when it's coming from your own government i mean the fact that Look, I can remember, believe it or not, I can remember two years ago. And two years ago, the gas price was $2.42. And it's not today. And you know what's interesting is that four years before that, so in the January 20th of 2016, the gas price was exactly two forty-two. And people don't realize that. But that's the first time that's ever happened. That's the first time. And so... I don't know, maybe we, we can ascribe it to luck or whatever, but really it was mostly just somebody was willing to do something. And that's really what, that quality is something that was prized in the military. I mean, the Marine Corps, I, I was highly regarded because I could do things, not because I looked good, <laughs> not because I was tall and muscular. Um, not because, I mean, well, I don't really know the other. You're, not you're, because I was an officer. You're very thing. effective at what you do. And, um, it, right. it, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I was just told that I was a traitor and, a right. Well, well let's, 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 let's get into that. Right. Let's, let's, um, I'll, I'll share oh, the right, screen right. with you. So anyway, so basically, yes. So yes, that's a good article. I, I, mean, I think it's a good article mm. and because it it lets you hear the voice and what and what some actual leaders are saying, mm. and it's it's not hard to compare to today. And believe it or not, this is going to shock people. We can still do that today, and that's what we're trying to do. I like to think I like to think that everybody who is fighting this fight against the evil of this pandemic. Is is following in that tradition? I mean, that's why I'm doing it. So when people question that, especially people who I sought out to fight with, then I have to question both, like, what was wrong that I was seeing in them? If because I didn't change, the only thing that happened during the last year is that. I live in a different place and it's not because I wanted to, and it's, it's, it's not because I lied about that. It's because I had to leave the house that I was living in. Mm. And so for the person, so once again, for the same person to attack me, knowing all of this and having seen it throughout the entire process to then come out and lie and, and uh, portray it as something that is not, it makes me wonder about everything else that he's saying especially because most of what he's saying is about somebody who's not me because he, he, he's not talking. You can literally go back and look at the things that I've written and done. And I don't hold these, most of these positions. 
So, yes. So let's go ahead and get started. I don't remember where we're going to start. I think that video. Yeah. Um. Well, I was thinking of starting at that part where he's. Where is it? I think it's about one oh nine. Where he's basically questioning um, why people. Um, oh, I need to share the screen, right? Ah, sorry, dude. Wait one second. Or you can just ad lib. Right. He was doing. <laughs> touche, bro. Um... I'm not trying to touche. I'm just trying to point out facts. Uh, let's see. All right. So, um, I'm just, I'm just looking what the time differential is between him making those comments and getting to the Kim.com com component. All right, let's, let's just start. In the United States, five years old to be injected with every shot she was supposed to take. So he's, he's talking about his daughter here and basically uh, being um, not having the courage to stand up and say no, um, you know. I say you live and learn, I guess. Take up until now, more or less. Yes. HPV not. That's the first time yeah. I tried it was this year. I didn't say no. Even though I was like, wow, I, I can't believe how many shots you guys are going after. When we brought the boys up in Norway, they didn't give them any shots till they were like one. And yet somehow I didn't have the guts to protect my daughter. I didn't have the guts to say, no, I don't think so. Because they said, but you got to have them to go to school. No, you don't. You can get, a, you can get a, an exemption. But they didn't, they didn't help me with that. They didn't offer that to me. They I am an academic biologist who over the last three years has become full bore. Children's health defense. Bobby Kennedy is a hero. Bobby Kennedy and these moms and dads that have been fighting for this issue to come to light, irrespective of whether all autism in the world can be blamed on, on, on vaccination or just some cases, I don't know. But I do know that none of these people are crazy. And I know that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not somebody who needs to... It is shocking to me that people are taking the stances that they are while being so silent about who they support and who they don't support. And that's a dig at you right there in public now yeah. um it, it, it's shocking to me um again we've we've shown people go read I charles i don't even know what he's referring to like what positions what what uh, uh positions i'm holding um that i i don't recall holding positions that that are against what Children's Health Defense was was arguing. In fact, from what I can tell, that was precisely the the points that they were making. And so I like I'm literally I have no idea what he, what he's talking about because I know for a fact that I was not denigrating any positions held by anybody there. Uh, I was questioning why he was attacking me and attacking uh, the diffused proposal as if it was saying that it's 
that it's not real. And later on in the video, accusing me of intentionally releasing something that isn't real to further a narrative. Um, and, and, and that uh, narrative being that gain of function, um, well, his, his position is gain of function in no way is capable of making a pathogenic, well, uh, let, let's just say coronavirus in this instance. And, um, you know, <laughs> again, I, I would say you, you can postulate all you want, but you you have to you have to bring um, data to the table, and you know he he makes the claim that it's going to revert back to uh, uh, the mean of the quasi species swarm, regress back um, in such a short order of time that it it would be impossible for the um, the pathogen to spread beyond any meaningful measure and you know just i've shown this before and i don't know if you've seen this uh from Sigal lab did i show you this uh, i don't remember but, um, but, but basically they track sars in an immunocompromised patient and in this instance um it actually gets more pathogenic Right, so it's it, it it's not reverting back to uh, a mean, right? Well, um, that's what he, what he said it would. Mm. And uh, the it, 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 by all accounts, the furin cleavage site should have disappeared because it's not a recognised sequence within the Sebeco virus clade. Correct. It doesn't exist. There's no. There's no. Um chemical framework that makes it where it should pop up at that cleavage site. And this was known. And we've also seen as soon as you, as soon as it jumps to another species, you know, whether through cell passage or anything else, within one or two passages is gone. Mm -hmm. And, and that is something that Dao Yu, um, Shout out to shout out. Right. Dao Yu is probably one of the he, he's he's literally the smartest human being that I've ever interacted with ever. Yeah, and, and he's I mean the, that. the Pele of with him a lot. The Pele of the molecular biology world, as far as I'm concerned. He's, I don't. I, I've I, I've joked with him that I don't know if he's. I assume that he's an alien. <laughs> I mean, just more importantly, I've I've. I've met people who who get, get frustrated occasionally. I've never met somebody who says that he's an idiot. Mm. And and he has studied this more than anyone. Yeah. Including Jay. Mm. And, and so, so we understand this very well. And we understand that it attenuates. But if it stays in humans, it doesn't. It's incredibly stable as long as it stays in humans. Yeah. And we also know that the, the QT, QTNS... It comes prior to the PRRA is actually required for the PRRA itself to be there, which means that it's not just a 12 nucleotide for amino acid sequence that magically popped in there, which is ridiculous. Um, but it's actually 24. 
So, so yes, we're aware of these. And I, in fact, I've spent a lot of time and gone through a lot of papers and built like a, like a map of, of the spike genome and all the different weird special pieces and epitopes and everything that's, that's inside of it and, and the density of those things. And it's not natural. But more than that, um, the furin cleavocyte is stable. Now, and that's just one of several things that is strange based upon the argument that uh, the JAC is making. I'm assuming that's kind of where you're, where you're going with this here. Yeah, yeah there's just, um, he's, he's making very large leaps in logic and premises that are, that are not warranted. And um, they, those types of assertions have to be backed up with data. I'm afraid, um, particularly in a case where there has been harms caused. And again, I, I would I would say this, and it's it's a it is a big deal within um, the biological sciences. You must let the clinical picture guide you, rather than just theorem and abstraction, because you can. You just get into the you know how many how many angels can dance on the head of a pin type thinking when you're not grounded in in the clinical data and, well, and more importantly you're not you're not explain you can't be saying that you're explaining the clinical manifestation <laughs> um, when you work when you reverse engineer the explanation or when you try to when you argue something and then go looking for the evidence that's there, um, well, what if it's not there? Yeah. There, yeah. there has to be a plausible mechanism that, that explains the, the the variations or the or the, the the outliers that do appear. And and I, I, I want to caveat this with um, the following as well is that. My, from what I understand, what Jay is trying to argue is that by pushing the lab origin hypothesis, it paves the way for the technocratic future because, I don't know, reasons, I guess. Whereas I'm, I'm of the opinion that um, if we're able to prove this in courts of law, um, it should it should do more to it, it should put us m more towards like a sort of Nuremberg type scenario where we can clip the the wings of these entities, institutes, individuals. Well, I mean, just think that um, what is the end goal, if not justice? Mm. That would be my question. What what is it that you're trying to prove? Because. I have never said that I'm absolutely against the, the arguments that he's making. I have said that I, I don't think that there's enough evidence and, and, and I've posited questions and his rejections have mostly been based on this idea that I don't know what I'm talking about, which is fine. He's allowed to have that opinion and I'm not a scientist. Just jarhead, 
just a jarhead, Charles. How dare you? I, I'll be honest. I'm not a scientist. I was. I was even enlisted. Now, right, I, I earned a bachelor's and master's while I was enlisted, but, but I was enlisted. Um, but you know what? I don't see how that's relevant. I don't because right now I'm literally investigating this because a, a bunch of scientists lied to the world. So, why on earth should I look at scientists as being holy or as being um, above? Because, believe it or not, I, I know he 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 denigrated once again my the list that I made, which it seems strange because it seems like a pretty basic and uncontroversial thing for me to compile over a couple of years. And, and no one else has done that, dude. <laughs> like the world, I mean, yeah, the no world owes you. I mean, I don't, I don't see anybody. Uh, like, why didn't somebody else do it? Why didn't a scientist do that? Why didn't somebody who's getting paid at the, you know, at the CIA do that instead of instead of messing with my Twitter? Mm. I don't know. But uh, the last thing I would expect is for somebody who understands that. I did that for free to try to make it easier for other people who wanted to do what we're doing to not have to go through that as they dive in. Uh, that was not a selfish thing that I was doing, nor have I heard from anybody else that it was trivial or, or meaningless or that I was just Googling like certain phrases and then putting a bunch of papers in there. Um, I mean, that's insulting because he knows that, that one of my, one of the main rules that I set when I was putting that together as I have a master's degree in history. So I understand historiography. I understand keeping records. I understand getting primary sources and secondary sources and checking the sources. Um, in fact, I've made a lot of discoveries that way that other people didn't make. In fact, last time I was on his show, he was congratulating me on the discoveries that I was making. So I'm not sure why he would he would he would see it differently now. And that's now that I have double the, the sources that I had then, and that's just a side project. And that side project that I did for free. There's that, a... I, that I've curated. I read every single thing that's linked in there or listened to. Hmm. I, every single link. I have read. Now, what does that mean? That includes the 40-ish FOIA collections. So it's, it's somewhere between 130 and 150,000 pages. Lots of repeats, sure. But I went through every single page. Why? Because uh, because you miss things when you just control F. Mm. That, that's how I discovered that Fauci was leading the censorship four months before his emails came out. So... I'm not sure what else is is wanted from me, but I'm somebody who cares about ensuring that that the right things are remembered. I have read every single thing that I put in there before I put it in because I'm not going to put it in there if I don't think it's valuable. Yeah. I also provide all sides of every argument. So if I find something that's that's arguing for a natural origin for the furin cleavage site. Um, if I don't already have something like that, which of course I do, but I try to make sure that 
there's there's both sides of a major argument well represented within that yeah so to just, we can all learn from that actually to to say that that is just the consequence of, of googling some search terms is i mean it's pathetic mm-hmm. it's beneath him to say that because he because he knows that that's not the case because he knows that that's how i've made a lot of my discoveries a lot of which i brought to the world through his stream yeah yeah on purpose yeah so what he can say whatever he wants and act like however he wants but, but that's just the truth and the, and the good thing is is that i have cataloged all these things i've left a trail yes and i've written like a hundred articles and it's very clear that he's not read most of them or he would know that i agree with him on most of these things already oh it's, it's perhaps worse he he has read them and just decided to um make the pivot that he has done I mean, it's, it. it's possible but just based off of what he was saying the other day seems highly unlikely all right let's let's get because there's two three hours of uh video to get through so and we haven't even got to the kim.com part yet so well, yeah, we don't, we don't have to hit it. I want to make it absolutely 100% clear. I don't think there's any other banner to rally under other than Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Children's Health Defense. I don't know what other banner you're going to rally under. Because if you look back on this history of this kind of pharmaceutical government cooperation, if you look at this history and you look at who's on his team, like Merrill Nass, you can't come to any other conclusion if you're being honest. That is a good guy. His father was killed. His uncle was killed. His uncle was president of the United States, and he chose to go to law school and become an environmental lawyer before he eventually realized that there was also something to be fought for here and has taken all the heat for all these years while most of us ignored him, including me. And I'm being very forthright when I say that without his support, I would not be streaming right now. I don't think I would have been able to maintain my belief in this and maintain my endurance in this. The wind in the sails that I got from his support, the wind that I got in my sails from his attention and his questions and his trust in me <laughs> cannot be underestimated. And as I present these data to you now, are the- yeah. you know, uh, without Jay's support, uh, I might be getting paid right now. Right. right. Just, I mean, just, just spitballing here. So, I would ask him. I would. I would ask um, why he's discussing rallying under a banner with uh, as as if I don't know who Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is. Of course, I know. Uh, he called me and asked me to, to come work for him. So I'm. But even if I even if he didn't do that, I, I knew who he was before then um, because the previous year I was teaching my son about his family. Even though you know they're Democrats, and, uh, and I'm not, but well, so, I, in the in the pushback against the public-private dystopia that's looming down on us, I'm, I'm not sh- I'm not sure those old left-right paradigms really mean a great deal at the they moment. They don't matter anymore. Yeah, and I've I've come to respect anybody who will stand up and, and do what needs to be done. And I said that to Jay on his stream last time I was there. And I and I and I said that to him, and I meant it. And I, I, I still believe in him. I still believe he's 
He's very intelligent and he's hardworking. But that doesn't mean he's right all the time. And it doesn't mean that he's, he does the right thing or makes the right decision. And if, if he really felt that way about me or something that I was doing, he could have told me that. Instead of telegraph, bringing this out to the public uh, when it didn't have to be, it shouldn't have been brought out to the public. Fact, yeah, this shouldn't even be him. in the public um, domain. But I literally, I literally told him in the last three minutes of the last stream that I was on with him, or that that was the last time I was on his stream, that it, the most important thing that we can do is is as we're working at this, that we're doing it the right way, mm. because and my exact quote was. Um, if God puts me in a position where I'm fortunate enough to be where I can make a difference in this fight that we're fighting, then I want it to be a good difference. I don't want it to be me negatively impacting this fight. Why on earth would I want that? I wouldn't. And why on earth would somebody knowing and having observed me and known what I care about and that it's not money to, to call me out as if, as if I'm not living up to that. It's disgusting because he didn't bring up an actual example of where I was failing to live up to that. Mm-hmm. But he, he nonetheless went out of his way to smear me and yeah. I had, I that was that was the reason I was frustrated, is that he had he had attacked a fuse by, by, by also, attacking, me and and painting me as if the only reason that I that I was married to his hypothesis was that, or that or that to diffuse being a legit document was because it had been given to me, and, um. I don't know. I guess he thought that my identity would be wrapped up in it or something. No, my my identity is wrapped up in trying to bring to justice the people who killed millions of people for no reason. That's what my identity is wrapped up in. Oh, it's not for no reason, bro. That's that's be they've they've got very very specific goals. But for not for a non for an unknown reason, like right now, um, I mean. it's incredibly disappointing. And it's look, incredibly disappointing. I, I I would just add this, and you can you can tell me if I'm being um, too obtuse. But if he's if he would do that in public, um, Lord only knows what he's been saying in private conversations that would um, <laughs> lead lead to this situation. And this is this is where my frustration. It brought me to snapping point yesterday, and um, because his his pleas to rally under under a banner right now seem um, disingenuous. I, I, I just I just off the back of that statement, um, it's mind blowing to me that. Well, he, the, what he's just that—that 
unaware of his words and the, the oh, yeah. thoughts that I he's projecting. I challenge him. I challenge him to go and search online, search my name, and go find something where somebody has said anything like what he's like what he said. Mm. Because he's not going to find it. He's not going to find it on a Texas high school football message board. He's not going to find it for any Marines that I used to lead or serve with. He's not. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a perfect human being. I've made plenty of mistakes. I've made massive mistakes. I've had big successes. But that, that doesn't even matter because he has never seen me be a disreputable person. I can guarantee it. And so, because nobody else has. And there's a lot more people watching us than were watching us when I started. I mean, I, I came here um, 21 months ago to Twitter and I had one follower. And I've, I've grown. I'm getting close to 20,000 now. And that was another thing that he made fun of on his stream. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, that's that's something. Well, I'm trying to, well, basically, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to cover stuff so we do get to, we can just skip it because, but, but I, as I remember it, I want to say it because it's important. Because he, he in the stream, he literally claimed that, you know, I must, I must be part of the narrative, whatever the narrative is, because I haven't been kicked off Twitter. Well, to be honest, if he read anything that I ever did to include tweets, and he would see that sometimes, a lot of times, when I, I'm, I have a tweet and I'm, I'm talking about a contentious issue, I will do all sorts of things to try to get past the algorithms. I'll use Greek letters and insert them into the word sometimes. I'll use, like for HIV, I'll do H and then it'll be a lowercase L and then a V. And so it looks like HIV. I mean, it's just little things like that. I'm sure that that probably has kept me from getting... I, I've had zero strikes or bans or anything. Yeah. And you know what? That doesn't mean... It's not a sign that i'm i'm part of the opposition there's nothing to do with it because no, it's you're doing, doing well-tempered posts and you're not getting dragged into the shit posting that... i'm bringing in the science i'm not attacking others mm. out of anger um and he can go and read my tweets at any time and if he thinks that any of my tweets are actual narrative let me know i i, I ask him to do that go find tweets of mine to support the narrative whatever that is well you've been judged already um i've been told to turn down my mic a little bit is that better sound check sound check um i hope that's okay i mean i've been judged by people because more people keep following me and i'm not doing, going out of my way to gain followers i'm going out of my way to get to the truth and you know he's he's made a significant attack against that with with just like i said just off the back of that statement and and for what purpose to to to, to push to push us forward in this fight i don't know no. like i said i've 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 been sat mouth ajar for days watching this and like i said yesterday i had enough and um, well, and the fact the fact that the fact that he spoke publicly 
like at a point where like I assumed that you know hatches were buried or whatever to come out and accuse me and attack my honor and integrity um no and and the fact that I don't like to address the, I don't like to get into these things in public why because that's not what the public needs public needs needs to see leadership they need to see courage there's no courage in attacking each other and the only reason I'm doing this now is because as a man as a husband as a marine as somebody who spent a couple of years fighting like he has to find the truth of this believe it or not uh, I feel like I'm allowed to defend myself and I grew up in a, in a world where that meant something to have honor and integrity. So much it meant something to have your family name, and that's why that's why if you go to my Substack or if you go to my Twitter, you'll see occasionally you'll see the pictures of my family because I have this thing where I make a statement about how Fauci's guilty, and I list out some bullet points, and then I have a picture of the three generations of Marines before me, my grandfather and my uncles. And my great grandfather, and uh, I put them there because I want anybody who sees my posts to understand that when I say I believe that these people are evil or whatever it is, that I mean it. And I'm willing to put my family name on it. I'm willing to testify in Congress for it. And I, that has never changed, and he knows that. Mm -hmm. Wow, let's we move past this bit. Where, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like we we, we could uh, or, or keep going down on. I mean, I do want I do want to talk about the yeah. Uh, I do want to get to. We don't, we don't have to just completely go in sequence. Mm. Uh, we can just go to things that we know that we want to hit. Because um, we could literally be here for twenty hours. Right. So let's skip ahead a bit. I believe in the government. Heading to the, the science. That I've tried to scrutinize him as well to try and figure out this might change things. Hold on. Yes, that might that might. Um, let's let's go back. I think um, you might be some about... experts on his talk. So, solved the mystery, and as <laughs> this is in, in, he has a pop at Jicky as well, and that just um well. You know, should we, should we be surprised at this? Um, so someone, uh, let's see, someone says, I get the feeling Dr. Kui is under great stress. He doesn't do as well in handling that as others who are fighting the cabal. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say he doesn't handle um, pressure well. Uh, all right, but this. Also Ben Scooby-Dude. Now, Remember again, I'm not claiming that that I, I'm not. I don't want to win. I just want everybody to step back and consider the possibility that the charade may have been more complicated than. Oh, we're we're trying not you to find out that there's a lab leak. Oh, there's a lab leak. Oh, okay, I guess you found out. The charade might be deeper than that. And I think that there are many people that are actively pushing certain extreme versions of the narrative that allow this to go on forever. And if you're not aware, there's this guy Kim.com who had um, some experts on his talk a lot thing on Twitter, whatever they do there. And so I'm going to try and see 
no. If we can get this going, um, and listen to it, if that's okay with you, I'm gonna switch to another setup here. Hold on one second. You know, I don't, I don't talk a lot about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, because I try to stay independent, but there's no question that I believe in the guy. There's no question that I've, that I've tried to scrutinize him as well to try and figure out. This might change things. Hold on. Yes, that might, that might. Um, I, I've, I've gone through several times this idea of who is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And um, after having talked to him um, in numerous times now, and uh, having met him in person, um, having talked to a lot of people who worked with him over the years. Um, it's very easy for me to see that this is a man that has been uh, the target of influence operations since he was a child. Um, and he's a very intelligent man who's very aware of that. And he's very keenly aware that there are, are factions inside the US government with ulterior motives other than the well-being of their fellow citizens. And so as an ally, he can be wrong about things, but the thing that's really impressed me the most about Bobby is that he's never sure he's right, except for maybe about how to write something. But not about the science, not about the facts, not about, he's always learning He's never considered himself an expert in this stuff. And that's why he defers to people like me, why he defers to people like Robert Malone, and why it's important that he's deferring to the right people. Because if they... Dave's making a massive mistake at the moment, then. <laughs> they can damage his banner. If they can get rid of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., there's a huge part of the legit resistance that will go down with him. Lawyers that have put their careers and lives on the line, moms that have rallied under his banner for years will be out to dry. And that's not going to happen. This is the banner to rally under. And so you need to start questioning yourself, questioning hard if someone is disparaging Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or more importantly, trying to tell you that he himself is not a good guy or maybe not worth following or paying attention to rather than using him as a rally point. When I reach out to the no virus people, they also don't want to rally. They don't want to get together. They don't want to have a discussion with us. They want us to accept their premises. All of these stances are disingenuous. And I believe what we're going to see here is most likely a recantation of the lab leak theory, and they may even push how they're made and why they're made and how it can happen and how arrogant they are while completely ignoring all those things I ranted about a little while ago. No PCR tests, no sequences, no alternative treatments, no ventilation of people that are speaking, no, no, none of that. Just deadly virus. Let's see. Let's see if they get past deadly virus. And just... Just to be clear, right, um, so people know, after this open space, whatever it's called on Twitter, um, the next interview that he did, which was yesterday, was Elon Musk, right? The, the impact and reach that Charles is going to get through that and talking about these programs and their impact on us is incalculable and here we have jay shooting it down and basically saying that well you you're being intentionally deceptive by focusing on gain of function research oh uh, we can't hear you dude you've gone quiet There we go. Uh, yes, that, that's it. Yes, yes, Jay. I'm intentionally, I'm intentionally pushing gain of function because I want to hide the truth about gain of function because that's what infectious clones are. 
So, um, yes, yes. I Because I hate your hypothesis so much, Jay, when I go out and I'm on a platform that could potentially reach across the world, I'm going to specifically target your hypothesis and try to ignore it or spam it or, or, or try to denigrate it. No, that's actually not the case. Um, and what's ironic is that he didn't listen to this before he started playing it, and he never does. And I get it. He, I guess he only has so much time in the day. Well, he knows, so I dude. Would, he's, he's... I would urge him. I would urge him to reconsider uh, doing streams where he's going to offer opinions on people, and he hasn't seen the stream yet. Because I've already seen what happens when when he offers opinions, and he's. I came to him to have him be my partner, and he never read anything that I had written. So, so no. Now, in this particular case, I had received a message, but I was asleep. And when I actually saw this message that there had been this invite, uh, Andrew Huff had had sent me an invite. Um, or he had told him he had told Kim.com about me and and they were going to do it. And so he invited me to join their this little thing. And so I had like a five minutes to to hop on it. And I have zero regrets. Um uh I, I, I just want to address someone in the chat. The prospect of gain of function makes people more likely to fall to the predations of the biodefense man mafia. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, we are already falling to the predations of the biodefense mafia. Hmm. Even if we're, we could literally have never talked, we could never said the words gain of function. It'd be pointless. The problem is, if if we can't even admit that this is happening, I don't care what you call it, hmm. but, but understand that what Jay is saying about infectious clones is gain of function. And for some reason, he's trying to divorce it from gain of function. But he's wrong. Yeah. That is incorrect. I used to teach the Biological Weapons Convention to Marine Corps officers and Army officers. I rewrote the curriculum. I was the most junior enlisted person to ever, still, as far as I know, most junior enlisted Marine ever. Or, or soldier to ever teach Marine or Army officers in Seaburn. But that's because I had the technical credentials to hop into that spot and be a war officer instructor. And then after that, after I spent that period of time, while I, when I went back to the Department of State for my second tour, I was chosen to be a judge on the Marine Corps-wide innovation challenges. And I went to symposia, including ones hosted by Singularity University, where they came to the Marine Corps, based Quantico, and they and I was there with like 95% officers. And we were discussing um, the, the future impacts and trying to adjust to the expo exponential growth in technology. So I'm not an idiot. I'm not. And I do know something about gain of function. And Wait. I knew about gain of function before this. Hang on. So in the chat, JC wants his audience to know COVID won't seed them prions. 
that's just fucking retarded. We've got the data in from that already. There are multiple publications which already show the the misfolding of amyloid precursor protein. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Cole, Ryan Cole, literally, literally has been on a video talking about amyloid fibrils, mm. and 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 uh, he's explaining the structure and the why these things are happening. And it's not just oh, and by the way, not just vaccines. Way, guess who I'm on the stream with right now? Guess who that is. Do, do you know what his specialty is? Because I, I do. He opens up monkey brains to study amyloid and other diseases and neurodegenerative diseases. So I, I'm not sure I'm not sure why Jay would question if if Nobel Prize winners have interacted with with this man on screen. And just because he was willing to throw him under the bus with his employer, our employer, uh, that doesn't mean that, that he should have been dismissed. And should Luc Montagnier have been dismissed? No. The. Sorry, that gets under my skin. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets undermined. And look, it's it's a sort of axiom within neuroscience, okay, that these pathogens, okay, are, and it could be any, even either things like Epstein. Right, that's what that's where the focus is usually epstein herpes um that that's the thinking and and literally in the in the public domain we hadn't gone much further beyond that we'd, we'd sort of come to understand the concept of propagons and um the many many different folding uh proteins can misfold and cause these uh disorders and the signature is there is in the spike protein and you you, you want to know about oc43 and the difference between SARS, OC43 doesn't have the furin cleavage site, which allows it to penetrate into all these different tissues. And you go back and you read the historical accounts of when they think OC43 was, which is in the 1890s. A, yeah, a pandemic back then. It wasn't the common cold. It, it was a severe disease. Right, but can we... Now, I'll give... I'll give Jay a little bit of credit because the people who are saying that it's that it was a coronavirus, it's like Warobi and others. So, I mean, granted, we can't really trust virologists that much these days. But at the same time, um, th there is evidence of, of prior uh, spread of coronavirus pathogens that are fairly stable. Um, so I. So yes, I, I wonder why he feels that he has the authority to make these claims. And like, like I said, we will discuss that later. But... Uh, also, what happened to SARS one in your guys' opinion? Um, well, I think it became endemic again. But uh, again, SARS one doesn't have the furin cleavage site that's so it, it suspicious. And, yeah, it, it, it attenuated. It basically went extinct, but it it. It's pieces were still in batches of SARS-like coves, which is what they were looking for because they wanted the Chinese researchers. Once they saw the, the potential, and so did uh, Ralph Barrick, and so they were trying to find more viruses like that. And they were specifically looking for these ACE2 human ACE2 receptor bad viruses, and 
and they were also looking for amyloidic amyloidogenic uh, sequences. Uh, yeah. sequences. Mm. And I'll just throw out there because I I literally went through the study and I downloaded the supplementary files and I went through and, and kind of calculated and compared and then I added the latest stuff between uh, tests and tests in 2018 and, and in 2020 or 2021. So two papers dealing with this. And what I what I like noticed is that there are more um, amyloidogenic sequences in SARS-CoV-2 than there are in uh, well there are there are more amyloidogenic sequences in SARS-CoV-2 than in any other. I think it's beta coronavirus. But there is, but it it has more three unbinding domains per tets and tets. Oh relative. no no! It, but but it has six amyloidogenic sequences just within the spike protein, which is unheard of. That's more than it. That's more than the total number, and anything even remotely close. That's not natural. And those and those where they're located, is at very specific sites. And he he doesn't know that. Look, now he could know that because I published that. I've got a tab in the in the uh, the resource that that he said was just Google crap that actually takes a bunch of stuff and creates. I created a table where it shows all these these prion like domains and it shows all the 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 antigenic uh, part or the epitopes and which. Um, like immune receptors they bind to. And it, and it does all this in the, co the consequence of the four Pratahanet L inserts and the RBD and, and explaining where all this stuff is. So if he really wanted to, he could look at this and he could, he could dig into these things. Nothing is stopping him. But instead he's choosing to just attack us without understanding this. And it, it's something he's done uh, very much from the beginning. And you know to try to sort of dismiss um, amyloid prion cascades, etc., and then um, try to sort of bring Walder in, saying that he sort of um, was the first to sort of make a, a cogent um, theory out of it. And um, look, <laughs> what is he going to tell Walter now? Since he's saying that that there was no virus, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious. Um, I don't know, um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a way to sort of piss on Walter's work um, for sure. Because look, um, Walter does a public service in the way that he goes and digs through literature and 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 works through these pathological mechanisms, and um, to. to make the claim that they're just then they're essentially they may as well be benign because they they're unable to spread to any degree um that that's a that's a really really naive position and posture to maintain until we know better right and i'm i don't think SARS is going to kill us all, hurt us, maybe. It's already hurt a lot of people, and it's already killed a lot of people. Um, but the... 
well, Jay's, Jay's thing seems to want to be to um, deny the scientific realities. And like I say, there's there's innumerable published studies that show the dysregulation and the initiation of these pre-energic cascades. And, and right now, we're getting the data, like you say, from Ryan Cole, uh, Arna Burkhart, which is showing this... Well, we'll make the presumption that that these are the consequences of vaccines. But Brian Cole is is very specific in saying that essentially infection and exposure, bad exposure to the spike protein, either for infection or via transfection, um, essentially is going to lead to the same um, outcome, which is the position that I've held. So, I mean, there's a lot of infectious clones. Mm. Lot, a lot of people going around with aerosol cans, um, spraying it in enclosed spaces. I mean, Occam's razor dictates that that if one explanation is that maybe the the exonuclease is just making it twenty times more stable, like like it appears. In terms of replication uh, fidelity, that maybe, maybe just maybe, that, that could be driving this. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> another site for gain of function. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> don't be silly. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's let's get to. Uh, I don't even remember what. Like, I don't even think we actually covered like the thing that we stopped for, but well, screw it. But oh, 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 the other thing I was going to say is yes. Um, Kim.com, Kim.com was being like downplayed or denigrated by by Jay. Mm. I don't know if he knows who he is, but he's not part of the narrative. He he was a major funder of WikiLeaks and Julian Assange, and so the United States government went after him, and he fled. Well, he was he was a very intriguing, like eccentric entrepreneur. And and they kind of bounce around in Southeast Asia before landing in, in, in New Zealand, but but he's a big believer in in freedom, and so he seems like a strange person for for Jay to be attacking. Or uh, sorry, be- just I just need to respond to the chat. Centripede, yeah, he's basically saying there's no virus now. Um, it's just it's just synthetic infectious clones, maybe. Right, uh, I mean, we, we all. I have the problem with it being infectious clones. Mm. We just disagree over the over the whether it's gain of function or not. <laughs> well, no, it's it's all gain of function. That's like that's the dumbest thing ever. It's mm. all, if it's not natural, it's gain of function. Mm. But more importantly, he he just thinks that it uh, it evolves faster than than we do, and, and that one difference makes a huge difference. And from that, he's extrapolating a lot of things that aren't logical, and that's the problem. So, anyway. Right. Hey, for those who just uh, joined, if you can hear me, give me a thumbs up real quick. Just checking that the audio is fine. All right. And is the audio quality okay? Uh, does it sound all right? You can jump ahead a minute or two, probably. There's oh, a, this know- is a pretty dead part. Oh, it's- I'm still waiting for there we go. the other two speakers to arrive. 
I started the space a tiny bit early yeah, you keep so that we can yeah. bring him in as well. And then we keep it simple in the beginning. It's just going to be the three of us. Um, I want to introduce you guys, and then I want to ask a couple of questions, and then... Just the three and guys. it was my first stream with Charles Rixey that purported, and it was my first... ...and get started. I'm very excited. <clears throat> Let's see. Should have gotten the invite, and now all Charles has to do is accept it, and then you move up as a speaker. And then we can get started. So, so Andrew Huff is the EcoHealth Alliance whistleblower, and Charles Rixey is the drastic Second member again. who I had on I my stream. Charles, if you can... And it was my first stream with Charles Rixey that purportedly was the stream that Malone sat Bobby down and said, you got to watch this. And then at that stage, Bobby and, or Bobby and CHD uh, took me and Charles on as um, scientific consultants. So from about May of last year, of this year, excuse me, um, is it this year? has to be this year. Wow, that's crazy. Um, it was in yes. May, April that he called me, and in May... It was April 15th. We, getting, um, we, we, were, we were on board as consultants. So Charles Rixey and I have been working for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. since May, I believe, May 15th of 2022, as consultants under the pretense that we would help him fact-check his upcoming Wuhan book. And um, Charles Rixey is not working for Robert F. Kennedy anymore, and I can't find any place on any of these streams where he says that. That's, that's pretty cool. So, um, what a fucking why, dick, man. <laughs> why would he say something like that? Wow, holy fuck, why? yes, like, people in the chat just like cringe, cringe. Because, because what's, what's concerning to me is that, um, it, it appears like. Like he, he may have been involved in that because at the very least he was not involved in in any way, shape, or form uh, like supporting me or anything because mm. I mean he's gloating about this now. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I I don't actually know what happened. And the reason part of the reason I've been quiet is because I don't know what happened. I was trying to figure out what happened. And uh so for him to come out on the stream. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he clarified that for me. But given what I know that he did behind the scenes, it seems odd that he would uh, seek out the limelight to explain that or to take this opportunity while I'm to, to cover something that we're doing that, uh, you know, that Andrew Huff invited me to, to do with him because I had known him for about a year. And that doesn't mean that I'm part of the deep state. What that means is that I'm not an asshole and people don't mind interacting with me. It was actually Andrew Huff who introduced me to um, uh, Alex Washburn, who I have great respect for. Uh, so uh, it, it just seems strange. Now, granted... <clears throat> It's okay for him to say this. Um, no, it's not. I don't Sorry. know. No, it, it, it's okay. I, what I mean by that is that um, I'm going to survive him trying to embarrass me because, well, because this is a shitty thing for someone to do, and I don't understand why he's doing it. Um, but I've lived a life, a pretty full one, 
And I don't have anything to prove. I'm not here to prove anything. I'm here to find the truth about this pandemic because millions of people have died. I'm not here to, to advance my career. I'm not even doing my career. I'm not a biologist. I have a degree in Roman history. So, and I was, a, I was an enlisted Marine for 15 years and I have 95% of an MBA. And by now I'd be halfway through law school if I, the pandemic hadn't happened. So I know I'm a scrub. I get it. I get it. I'm a failure. But I mean, hey, at least I can afford a house or three and, uh, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand what the, uh, yeah, there like, can possibly be a mature reason to, well, to, to try and highlight the fact that I was fired, especially since at the, at this exact moment, I don't know exactly the circumstances around that. And, 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 and given, again, given the fact, and given the fact that I was hired and then I gave his number to RFK because I wanted him to call him because I wanted him to be part of the team. So I'm confused as to, as to what could have happened that could have led to him doing this now. And so, I'm confused as to why he thinks that this is, this is somehow good for the cause of rallying to the banner. I'd love, I'd love to know why. We went off yesterday. Um, like I say, I don't, I don't think he's being honest here. I th like I say, I think he's, he's very likely had a hand um, in the current circumstances, and um, that th that's that's sort of bleeding through um, in in his language and voice. <laughs> Just... Well, I, I'm glad. I'm glad he can take care of his family. I appreciate that. Like, I, I don't want. I don't want him to fail. I really don't. I mean that. What a thing to say, man! Holy fucking shit, Jay, man, you look a scumbag. You really do. And since that happened, I haven't heard from him at all. Not that I've reached out to him either, but um, there was no real resistance or questioning what would you do what would i do if bobby decided that i uh needed to be let go did bobby but decide I, that I, I don't know i don't know that and uh i don't know what happened and uh and actually there is a reason why i didn't say anything or make a big fuss and in fact as it turns out uh, jay knows that reason and in fact as jay knows it's an important reason and because it's important, I'm not going to discuss it. So, uh, for, for whatever reason, he feels it necessary to publicize that, to draw attention to something. I, I, I don't understand. Well, again, I don't it, know, it, it I, looks I don't like character assassination. Character assassination for the... I don't know what that he's trying to... Again. Does, he not, does he not understand... I don't give a shit what he thinks about me. I don't give a shit what other people think about me. What I care about is that there are dead people, including my wife's best friend, who are in the ground right now because scientists lied to us. And the one thing that I would expect from somebody that I had asked to be in a foxhole next to me 
would be to not become one of those scientists who was lying. So I would suggest that Jay should figure out what it is his priorities are. Why is he doing this? Is he in this to figure out the truth? Is is this the rallying cry that that uh, that his hero, somebody that that by the way I happen to greatly respect, is this the rallying cry that uh, the Children's Health Defense is is hoping that he puts forth? I wonder. I'm just curious. I'd love to. I'd love to know if slander is part of their is part of their uh, strategy. But I don't recall that whenever I was there. I would definitely want to know why. I would definitely know what I did wrong, or that maybe could I work harder or do something better. I wouldn't just leave. And oh, I don't worry. I'm going to be. I'm going to provide you some constructive criticism, Jay. It's strange because <laughs> you could promote him, and I don't think there's anything wrong with promoting a relationship with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I mean, a- a- again. With the same, um, wow. Oh, fucking cock. Yeah, sure. There's going to be people that are going to, like, like debunk the funk who are going to say, oh, of course, anti-vaxxer with anti-vaxxer and, and, and blow it off and not realize that this is the fight for the soul of a nation and the fight for a, a planet. And in that fight for a planet, you just don't behave the way some people are behaving if you're fighting for the planet like we are. And it doesn't make me happy to tell these stories, but it really doesn't make me happy to have to tell them because if I don't tell them, they may be lost forever. What story is he telling? That just uh, that you, you you lack honor, sir. You're. you're... It, it sounds like he's. It sounds like he's. He's he's saying that I have no integrity. Yeah. But he's not. He's not saying why. And he's the only person I can I can guarantee, the only person who has. Who shook my hand? Like I, I've never seen this happen to somebody else, mm-hmm. except like unless you know Kanye or something. Like I guess the you know the the dinner party last week, that could be an example of you know somebody kind of throwing somebody on a bus. But mm-hmm. but I, I have literally never experienced this before. <laughs> Centrepiece says he sounds like a chick. Yeah, he sounds like a. <laughs> And once again, I have never, I have never experienced this before, and I. <laughs> yeah, because you, you used to work with men I've, that had principles, I've, dude. I've been a leader. I had more than two hundred Marines over the course of my fifteen years. They were my direct subordinates, and the, there was no disrespect. There was no hazing or of, of being um, unfair. I mean, I, I have all of my fit rep reports from my reporting seniors. And uh, I mean, I could show them. So, well, the question's been uh, so asked, Charles. Good. The question's been asked, What's why that? don't you ring him up and ask what the deal is, go to the source? Answer that question. Say that again? Why haven't you rung Charles? Why, why didn't you ring Jay? And ask what the deal is. Well, I already asked him that several times. And he didn't answer. And that's the problem. So whatever, if he, if he didn't feel comfortable enough to, to talk to me directly, I what I don't understand is why he would feel comfortable going in public. Right. Like, why, why, would he not be, why would he not be embarrassed? Yeah. Does he think, does he think that, that, I, that 
that my ego is wrapped up in 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 being affiliated with one group or another? No. I was proud to help Children South Defense. Absolutely. Great organization, led by great people. I was absolutely proud, honored to help them as they're trying to stop this this murder and you know and also figure out the origin of the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, I didn't realize that I had to say that. I didn't realize that that I was bringing dishonor upon that organization. But I would I would ask Jay, um, what does he think he's doing right now? How is this contributing to the fight? Who's going to be Who's going to be attracted to the banner of the cause that he that he is that he is celebrating? I don't know. Um, this is not inspirational leadership. No, I... And I would know. I would know because I I was highly regarded for my leadership. In fact, in the later years, I was I was teaching leadership to people that were ranked higher than me because they trusted me. Because whatever I had done, at least I had a reputation for caring about my Marines and treating them with respect and getting the most out of them. I say, I'm, I'm, I'm going on the record here and saying the multiple times that he's brought this up, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going with that Jay had, Jay had a hand in the reason that um, Charles doesn't have a job right now. Um, that I'm, I've said it. Um, um, uh, let him let him prove otherwise, and um, it, it's it's a fucking shitty look, man. He he didn't even he was off by a year in 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 the time period in which he was describing that I was in drastic, and he was there supposedly. So I'm not sure. I mean, if he doesn't even know when I was there or when we we released a fuse. Um, maybe I should be asking him, like, where are these papers on on the quasi species? Where are these papers on on uh, replication fidelity? Because you know what, I have some, and you know where you can find them in my resource, in my Excel spreadsheet. Unbelievable. Like I say, uh, this required a public response. <laughs> Jay is the one that dragged this into the public domain. And like, that's what I was I saying. I almost did this yesterday to stop myself. I was livid yesterday, dude. I watched, like I said, I watched the stream yesterday, spoke to you, and, um, God. Uh, um, well, you know. Oh, I, I felt what, needed to be said was said but oh my god <laughs> what a scumbag man what am i doing and why am i talking this way it won't make any sense if you don't understand that these people are not behaving like people that have their heart in the right place they're behaving like directed parties like an organized campaign to confuse directed really parties. Think what we're gonna see here is part of that yeah yeah well he no, can't... I'm, I'm not no i'm not getting paid so, uh, mm. I, uh, and someone is getting disabled. I didn't yeah. pay for being disabled. That's it. And someone is getting paid 
still and is doing this behavior. Like I, I, like I, I can't fathom. Like, like if if he was in my position, I could, I guess, I could understand if I was bitter. But I, I truly, I cannot fathom why he feels the need to do this. This is detrimental to the cause. It's exactly what I said we shouldn't do to him. About well, we all sat around. All of us sat around and said this, right? We had these discussions, I think, sort of after one of the round tables. We're just like, you know, let's just progress like we need to. Let's not let's not step on any unnecessary landmines, you know, keep. And like I say, I have. I'd forgotten about this bit, but oh man, it doesn't come off well. Yes, you have an invite now. You just need to accept it, and then you will be moved up on stage as a speaker. Speaker to millions of people. Actually, there's only eighty-eight. Well, no, that that number is incorrect. It's I think it's like five hundred thousand. Okay. Just. So not as much as Elon. Right. When I send you this invite, see it in the request to speak. There we go. Another curious yeah, thing. I can hear you. Another curious thing that I'll start with over here, just to be sure you're aware of it, is that when we, oops, when we went to the end of the slideshow here, one of the people that tweeted and suggested some some possibles to join the stream, um, the Jiki is included here. Now, Jiki's really interesting because Jiki could have come on my stream many times, was invited to come on my stream many times, but has always had an excuse why she or he can't. And now that I'm not on Twitter, there's been no effort to be made to contact me, and she is promoting Andrew Huff and Charles Rixey and Kevin McCarran, but not me. And that's I can, great. I can, because again, I can definitively say the odds have been further reduced. <laughs> uh, and looks at and said, yeah, Archmedic is the man. It's, he, he's um, and look, I've I've asked um, Jicky to come on stream multiple times, but he's very very protective of his privacy or her privacy, and um, you know got to respect that, and you know, but he's always cordial with me, answers questions, feeding me <coughs> little tidbits, and um, he's a warrior in this. And right, but he's also part of the narrative. Right, right. So Jay, Jay's going to take a dump on him. Jay, if Jay thinks that, that Jiki is part of the narrative, I, I, I don't know that, that I can say anything to help him because mm. he is the antithesis of the narrative. Mm. I'm, I mean, I've only worked with him for a year, so what do I know? But... Uh, well, <laughs> actions, I guess. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Appearing in this... Shoot, I'm sorry. I'm doing all my own directing here, obviously. Appearing in this tweet conspicuously here is, is a few people, none of whom we really trust for sure. And that's pretty strange. You can give it to me. What is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Um, and so it's a, it's a very strange place that we're at here when Rixie and Huff are going to go on we're going to just take notes and we're going to we're going to take notes on what they talk about and and we'll just see where it gets I don't 
I don't have any preconceived notions about what we're going to hear. Yes, sir. Oh, perfect. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Except, except you've already said that you don't trust any of these people. And I, I don't think he understands what words mean. Because you're right. Because I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quite following the logic. Maybe we should re-examine quasi-species then, or, or, or bamboozle, or I, I don't know. Because Scooby Doo really confused right now. <laughs> Scooby Doo. I mean, I did make a Scooby Doo meme for Drastic Ones. But that was back when he was in it, and I guess it's not legit anymore. So, or he doesn't want to associate or something. I don't know. But Dicky is anti woke too. Yes, Danger Mouse. I want. I do, I want to point out. I want to point out that we have, we have gone through. Uh, um, he has been at this point, like where the stream is about to begin for a while, and he's managed to make five or six comments before we've said anything, mm. which is impressive. I'll give him credit for that. He he was inspired enough that he didn't even need us to be talking. So, kudos. Yeah. Anything else, Charles? Oh, no problem. I'm excited. All right, very good. Sorry for the well, sound. I can't uh, balance it all out that well. Right into it. Uh, the I'm trying. thing I would like to do is... Uh, Kim's always going to be a little low. ...what this is about. Uh, I want to talk with you guys uh, about the origin uh, of COVID-19, what your knowledge is, what your background is, um, and then ask you a couple of questions. What I also then want to move to is what's going to happen in the future, you know, with uh, genetic and engineering of uh, viruses and things like that. Um, so maybe we start with just introducing you. Uh, Andrew, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, while the intros sure, are going on, dude, I've just I got a long, strange history for a scientist. A quick break. So I started off my career uh, in the U.S. military. Uh, I enlisted right after 9-11 and served as an infantryman. served two combat tours, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom, uh, where I did counterterrorism work actually in Central America and also did narcotics addiction, so a little bit different there. Um, after coming out of the military, I earned degrees in uh, psychology. That was my undergrad. I switched to engineering for my master's degree, which was a lot of work. I also have a master's minor in um, geographic information systems. I was going to work in the private sector, and I was talked into accepting a full research fellowship uh, for the Department of Homeland Security to earn a PhD in public health, emerging infectious disease, which is a, a subdivision Sega. of environmental health, but for all practical purposes. I'll be honest, I, um, I really <laughs> I've talked to I guess at my, Andrew Huff like 23 times. PhD program. I, I knocked out two and a half years, well, which is pretty much unheard of. Uh, it's interesting that. that he says this because... Um, in this, it sounds like to me he got a degree in engineering and something in psychology, well, whatever. He wasn't thinking about doing public health and virology and infectious disease at all. And then somebody came and proposed that he should take this fellowship and do this two and a half year, seemingly very accelerated PhD program that in any other American university would never exist because you get a four year fellowship. You're not going to spend it and waste it in two and a half years, but you're going to spend it over four years because it will support more than that. And it will. It's a very strange narrative. If you got a fellowship, it's for a certain amount of years. If you entered a PhD program, it's for a certain number of years. You don't just jump through hoops in America, and then when you've jumped through all those hoops, even if you do it in two weeks, you get your degree. That's not how this works. And he's telling a story that is very incongruent with how, how a fellowship-oriented PhD program would be run. It's already very suspicious, but we've heard this before on other interviews, but I just want to point it out now again. Well, I, I, I would point out that, uh, that by that standard then the fact that I was the youngest Seaburn instructor in, in the school's history, I guess that would be suspicious too, wouldn't it? So what was my, what was my Chief Officer 5 thinking? I don't know. We should, we should go ask him. But it probably means that I'm part of the deep state. It has to be. Right. Or, or something. But it's definitely suspicious. And I bet the full ride that I got from SMU is suspicious too. Given how 
how poorly I've comported myself during the pandemic. I, I'm, I, I'm, I guess I'm finally like tapping into the, to the well of wisdom here or something. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to figure out the logic. I'm failing. I apologize. Uh, I guess I missed a, a gem there from him, but um... I, I I wasn't really paying attention. I'm just I'm just riffing off random crap that I think in my head because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, he just uh, loose cannon, Mister Rixie. <laughs> yeah, that's what RFK said he called me too. <laughs> and 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 the congressman. <laughs> Really? But no. I was going to say. But, uh, all right. Let's move on. Salary as a research fellow, as a PhD student. So this is the, the ultimate offer as a PhD student. And they're basically grooming me to be um, an Anthony Fauci type of national security. I started spending about a on average in Washington, D.C. <laughs> right. There's something there. Yeah. Another, another black mark. Just, uh... I must say, I must say that that he has never attempted to groom me during our phone conversations. But then again, every single one of our phone conversations has been interrupted from obvious, like, wiretapping. So this guy's kind of funny. We, we have a running joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, meeting with Alphabet Soup of agencies where I became an expert in biowarfare, bioterrorism, and I was presenting my work, uh, which was becoming an expert at poisoning people, actually, and then trying to figure out how to mitigate that kind of thing. Uh, so when I finished my PhD, I was offered positions at, at all the alphabet soup at agencies, and my advisors pretty much told me, you know, if I wanted to work at a specific agency in the government, they could get me in there. I, I, I accepted a top-secret position at Sandia National Laboratories, which is where they primarily make nuclear weapons uh, out in the desert uh, near Albuquerque. Um, but once again, I worked on public health, advanced simulation and modeling, and I also completed a postdoc, um, or I call it more continuing education at MIT and complex systems, where we use uh, supercomputers to basically war game and predict the consequences of all sorts of what we lovingly refer to as heinous shit. Well, I got sick of working in the classified space, and I applied to a job at a place called Equal Health Alliance. I was hired right away um, as a senior scientist. I took over a failing department, and I brought in about $6 million in Department of Defense spending to build machine learning and uh, basically artificial intelligence platforms uh, to predict and detect emerging infectious diseases. Okay, let's just pause here because I want to make sure we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. So in his introduction, he started in the U.S. military. He has degrees in engineering and psychology. And his Department of Health and Human Services or Homeland Security Public Health Fellowship got him to go into infectious diseases. And he even says that they were grooming him. And he became an expert on poisoning people. Then he took a job, a top secret job, a classified job at Sandia Labs. And what was he working on there? He doesn't really tell us, which I think Mark... Well, yes, because it's classified. Right. <laughs> that, is, that is how that works. Just uh, spill it out there in that Twitter space. I mean, just for, hey, you know, for those people who may not be familiar with, with uh, security clearances, though, it, it, it's actually not surprising that he wouldn't talk about the stuff that was classified. So. <clears throat> Tonic would say it's a little strange just kind of glosses over the top secret work that he did at Sandia Labs. Yes, goes on to say, you know, work at MIT, which we all know is a great place to be and full of high ethical people, um, where he learned how to do simulations about heinous shit, which we would understand as simulating a pandemic for maximum disaster so that you can enact maximum countermeasures. And then at that point, he took a job at Eco Health Alliance where they loved him. That's the narrative he's telling. Which is known as biosurveillance. Sounds good to me. Well, um, be careful. Uh, look, I, I'll, I'll say this. I said it yesterday. Um, whatever, you, whatever you think of Andrew Huff, um, he's stood up legally 
to make challenges. And I'm looking around and it's, <laughs> it's the absence is conspicuous of the lack of people who will stand up to call out he, these programs. He's the only scientist mm. at any way affiliated with the NIH who has been a whistleblower. Mm. So, yes, I know he's got, he's got a book that literally comes out tomorrow, I think. And he's got, he can be kind of interestingly obnoxious sometimes. And some of the stuff, like when I first met him, like, it, it was sound, sounded ridiculous, but I'll be honest that I, I uh, like he's, I, I've worked with his attorneys and I, I've gone through all of his documents. Um, cause he just gave them to me. So, and I, cause I wanted to see if there's anything related to what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I've seen his photos of, of drones and stuff. And I mean, it, it, it's real. I, I have no doubt. And he's being tormented. So there is something to be said for at some point. We should at least be able to respect people at least a little bit if they're making sacrifices. Now, maybe we might not trust them or we we might not think that they're going to get that far with what they're doing. But we can't just, we can't have a purity test yeah, that pure, like I say, be careful of purity spiles. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no one else, man. I, it just might happen. It just might be that I'm one of the only human beings on the planet who knows all three current whistleblowers. Mm. Um, what well, that's suspicious, Rick D. Sorry, that's suspicious. God damn it. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm like a, I don't know if I'm like partial or something. I, maybe I'm the blower and not the whistle. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> But, you know, I've, I don't I really know what, what to call it, but I think it should come up with a cool title. Blower probably isn't it. Yes. But what I'm saying is, is that there are actual heroes who sacrifice things. I'm not talking about me, but like these people have sacrificed things to fight when no one else will. And so if, if, we, if we approach it, as we're going to denigrate them. Now, granted, he's denigrating me, and I was his partner, so I, I'm not surprised by it. But what I'm saying is that what message is this sending to the rest of the people out there? Mm. Be a, be, who's going to step up now? <laughs> right. right. If, other, if other whistleblowers are like, oh, my God, I, I, there's terrible stuff here, and we, I really want to tell the world, but I'm scared. I'm scared. Well, why would we... Why would we just discourage that by not by automatically like assuming that people aren't genuine or automatically um, discrediting them or, or whatever it is? Because who else was on the previous screen? Uh, Yan Li Ming, Li Ming Yan, Li Ming Yang, and and why? Because you know what? Ironically, as it turn as we go by, as time goes by, more and more of her stuff is actually correct. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, like I have not been like a big believer in what she's selling, but the truth is, is that the majority of it looks like it's going to be true. Yeah. And at some at some point, we have to at least accept that maybe she actually is in a little bit of danger. 
And we should at least respect her for that. We should respect the courage of people who are doing this. Because there are only like three or four on the planet. And as it just so happens, he apparently doesn't trust most of them. Throw them all under the bus. I have talked, I've talked to, actually, I've talked to Emilienne too. So so I have talked to, to all of them. And I find them to be driven by the same thing. Mm. Maybe slightly different, but ultimately, they know something is wrong and they're trying to come forward and prove it. And we should be, we should be very careful with who we elevate and who we bring down because especially if we don't have something better to offer but i want to win I, I, victory is justice for dead people and their families it's not a new career yeah again i would just reiterate be careful of these purity spirals that and now it's easy to get into um but but, you never win you never win you have to trust people at some point and if they're they're firing in the right direction okay (laughs) i'll fire too right could could they be deep state could they be some ulterior motive yes Mm. but you know what uh we don't always know what people are going to be like do we do we so no. maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't judge a book by its cover. We should actually look deeper sometimes. Yeah. And look, you know, I've I've said this about Robert Malone. Um, look, I get I get that there's a lot of baggage around him, but all the time that he he was speaking up vociferously against sticking children, I'll take that. Thank you, thank you. Please keep doing it. Keep doing that. <laughs> um, the, the other stuff we'll sort out later. <laughs> Move to the next objective. But this... I mean, he, he, when, I, when I met him, he seemed about like what I thought he'd be. The only thing that really surprised me was that it was a little hefty. But, you know, hey, hey whatever, good, good for him. I mean, I guess if you're riding horses, you're not like walking beside them or something. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, anyway, I, I digress for what you what you wish for i guess in life i ended up basically ended up working on the same kinds of things um at equal alliance which i was doing on the classified side for the u.s government uh, but due to my success i was promoted to an executive as a vice president at equal health and once i was promoted um i saw all sorts of craziness which i couldn't really believe uh, but i went along with it unfortunately i actually reviewed the gain of function uh sars-cov-2 covid proposal when i first started at equal health and when I left Equal Health, I was really happy. I had a follow-up with my old boss, uh, Dr. Peter Daszak. Uh, will- Please remember, keep in mind what he's saying here is that he reviewed the proposal, the diffuse proposal that Charles has no. been singularly pushing no. as the best. No, that's not, that's not correct. It's not. Because what he's saying, if you listen to him, because uh, he left in 2016, the diffuse proposal wasn't even put together until January of 2018. So actually, well... <laughs> They put it in late, so it was actually March 27th of 2018, which was the deadline. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just spitballing here. Um, but so Andrew Huff left EcoHealth in 2016. So that what, what he calls the gain-of-function proposal, he's referring to 
the emerging something about identification of emerging infectious disease. One of the NIH grants that was like the NIH or the USAID. I don't think it was a predict one. I think it was the NIH one. But there was gain of function in both of them, and so he reviewed that one in 2014 when it was whenever they were because that was the first year of that a five-year cycle. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't actually know that. Uh, but I feel pretty confident because the other one didn't exist yet. And so he's he's not talking about diffuse. He's talking about one that was actually approved. And I just want to clarify that because, I mean, I know that for a fact. So, um, so yeah. Well, Jay wrong again. Cal surprise. Best evidence. That this is a gain of function. <laughs> I just got a laugh. Uh, Century in chat says it's that $25 million diet. That breaking diet, huh? breaking diet. All right, man. I thought that was funny. Function virus that caused the pandemic. Which, again, I'm saying that no coronavirus is capable of causing a pandemic. Well, I agree um, with him there because it wasn't that one. Because that was three years earlier, but... But that doesn't mean that the last part of what he said was true. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, pandemic just means um, cases of disease in different countries. Right. So, you know, what's his what's his threshold? Is he warping the uh, the definitions, the commonly understood definitions? I mean, I don't want to I don't want to quibble over. Over, you know over the definition of pandemic i think uh i think examining uh, i think examining um uh leadership i think it'd be a better thing to examine than than that personally and i can assist with that if need be about a number of things that found me to be a dishonorable person. And where my story gets crazy is I went on to be a tenured professor um, as a tech executive. Then fast forward to late fall 2019, and I find out about the emergence of SARS-CoV-2 before they're talking about the news because this is my field of expertise. I'm always looking for these kind of things. And over the, the course of 2020, every time the government opens its mouth, um, I know that they're lying about something. I began to investigate. I kept all my documents from my time at Equal Health Alliance. And fast forward to 2021, um, I started feeding all my information to a big name journalist where I believe the Department of Defense, the FBI, and the CIA have been eavesdropping on my phone, call, phone calls with these journalists, namely Alex Berenson. And then I'm targeted and harassed, uh, like you can believe, uh, and that goes on for about a year. And then I publish a book, which uh, I just arrived at my house today, the first copy is. I don't know if you're aware or not, but Alex Berenson is not all above board. Alex Berenson is not just a good guy. Look, I've, I've, I appreciate the I appreciate the advice. I, I've got issues around um, Alex Berenson. I do. Um, but I think a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, He's one of these people who has been promoted and seemingly after thrown out of a moving truck has landed and hit the ground running and made quite a lot of money for himself. Maybe it's and he's good got balance. a few interesting takes and a few interesting subjects that he doesn't touch. I find him very, very suspicious for a very long time. So it's already curious to me that of all the people that Andrew Huff was working with, he was working with Alex Berenson. Could be a good guy. I don't think he is. How is he being magnified? Uh, the truth about... He, he was being censored by, by Twitter. Like, actively. They, they found proof of it. Um, 
well, I guess he got back on, right? I mean, Amazon tried to tried to take his book offline, even though it was number one. Um, kind of like RFKs. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I disagree with him hard. He's he's he doesn't believe in long COVID. Mm. So, well, yeah, so he said a bunch of dumb things, but but at least he was willing to call out the insanity of the pandemic. Mm. Right, I'm not. I'm not sure Jay believes in uh, long COVID. <laughs> Tell the truth. Well, I mean, he did. I assumed, but I guess maybe not. Oh, Wuhan, how I discovered the biggest line in history, and I'm sure you'll have a ton of questions, and I'll shut up because I think it's too long of an intro as it is. Well, thank you, Andrew, for the uh, intro, and uh, you know, uh, you know uh, which deals with what you have learned during your time at EcoHealth Alliance. Um, and what your understanding is of game of functional research, which um, you know many scientists now believe led to the creation of uh, COVID-19. But let's talk to Charles for a moment. Charles. Yeah, so let's codify the narrative right now. Let's just say it, and let's say that Kim said it right now, right? It is a virus that was crafted using gain-of-function techniques, and that's what caused the pandemic. Uh, Question. Is, are, are infectious clones gain-of-function, Jay? Now, I, I, I used to teach the definition, so... I, it's a rhetorical question, but I, I realized that, that 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 previous career seems irrelevant or something. But yes, it is in fact a gain of function. So I'm not sure what the point is that you're making here. It must be a narrative. Yeah, well, it's narrative, right? Um... I might be a little upset. Well. You know, I understand, some... understand that he's questioned. He has um, he, he's made a lot of claims publicly, saying that basically I'm a terrible person with no evidence except hints of something, um, which obviously I'm sure is because I treated him so poorly. So. I, I'm just, I'm truly stunned and I'm very frustrated because there were other ways to handle this. I don't know if people understand this in, in the modern day and age, but there are other ways if you have questions or concerns to handle that. And, uh, and maybe we should do that next time. And well, I, I, again, I, I, I can't add anything. I mean, if he would stop stopping and like, yeah, we've stopped a couple times, but I mean, for most, there's been like 15 stops, and I haven't even done my internet. In, like, we're only five minutes into the recording, right? So. Right. <laughs> and yeah, look, say I, I again, I, I, I disagree vehemently with Jay's position that, um, well, if he's saying that infectious clones are not gain of function, um, I, I don't. That makes no sense mm. because it, that that that's what DARPA said mm. in Diffuse. They said that that was going to function. Mm. It's it's a commonly understood. Maybe they were wrong. Right, <laughs> they they forgot to ask Doctor Cooey. Thing <laughs> of the PCR test making it appear like there was a pandemic when there never was not brought up. The changing of protocols around respiratory virus not brought up. The changing <laughs> of hospital administration okay. process. <laughs> Okay, we have to we have to cover this. Okay, <clears throat> let me 
categorically state because apparently like there's a there's like a, a sticky next to the side of his computer with a list of subjects and he's got to list them off at least a couple times a stream of subjects that aren't covered by people that he thinks should be covered now i want to point out something um covid is a big problem now i personally have read more than two thousand scientific articles it's closer to three thousand and, and then another couple thousand articles of other kinds. And uh, you know, I've covered a lot of subjects in that reading material. And believe it or not, I can't always cover that in every single appearance when I'm, that I'm on a stream. So, but for him to list off these things as if we don't care about these things or we never talk about them, he should probably listen to other streams. Now, I know for a fact that he has not been reading the things that I wrote. So I'm going to assume that he hasn't been listening to our streams except more recently when he wants to attack us for some reason. So let's just cover this now. Do we um, think there's problems with PCR? Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure both of us feel that way. Hey, do we think that things have been exaggerated? Yes. Do we think that they were putting lots of different deaths under COVID? Yes. Do we think that there was medical malpractice killing people? Yes. Once again, my 26-year-old wife's best friend, our maid of honor, who died of COVID, was killed by remdesivir. So I guess died of COVID. Well, actually, hey, died of COVID, everything else was. Okay. So for him to claim that, that I don't care about medical malpractice as part of this set of horrific things that happened during this pandemic is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's just it's just the gallop of the binary thinker on his little hobby horse, trying to uh, again disparage. Yeah, because we agree, we literally agree on all of those things. Mm. I think that he's listed all of them. Mm. So he's he's wasting time saying something that isn't true, and he could just keep going. So Arkosh, again, uh, I, I know that people keep bringing up phone calls. Um, Jay was avoiding phone calls and ig ignoring Charles for months. Specifically, I, I mean, I have text messages followed by phone calls mm. in, in like apps with no response. So, um, yeah, finally I gave up because there's no point. and the financial incentives to follow the orders of the CDC and the WHO around the world not brought up. We have started at square one with the virus was made and now we're going to find out how. This is the narrative, ladies and gentlemen. I told you that this is the way it was going to be. Um, do me a favor and... Just, what was the topic that you that Kim.com asked you to speak about, Charles? Just can we... Uh, well, spoiler alert, it was gain of function. It says it on the screen. Origin of COVID-19 so, and future dangers of genetic engineering. So I'll give, I'll give Jay props for guessing that that's what we're going to talk about. But yes, that is in fact what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so I'm not sure what he was expecting or what he wants. Um, but I, I mean, I believe that it's real because... Well, we have to, we have to make the assumption that um, the... His position that um, infectious clones not being gain of function, etc., means that we've got no 
nothing to worry about with respect to genetic engineering and potential. Right, because it, so it's not genetic engineering. It's uh, it's um, infectious clones. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, how do you do that? How do you do that? No, believe it or not, um, <laughs> I actually know about infectious. Wait, you know about plasmids. I'm, I'm no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I have read a couple of things. Now, I'm not an expert in infectious clones, but I at least understand the concept of of using bacteria to create uh, perfect replic uh, clones. Because you know, I also know what the word clone means because I I do know ancient Greek, so um, so I kind of guessed that it meant that it was an exact replica of. Of whatever it was and so in this case it'd be an infectious clone of a rna virus and you know because rna is single strand is double strand you know so now if he wants me to like do, like just lay out um like i don't know like a dictionary um definition every time i use a big word just to prove that i know what it is or something i i, I don't know uh, but there were, on multiple on multiple streams he has He's made claims that I have no idea what what that means, which is interesting because um, I do, and he should know that I do. In fact, he believed. In fact, in on our July Fourth stream, one of the things that I did was was that I discovered that the inserts in SARS-CoV-2 um, follow a very similar pattern to vaccine construction using uh, multiple epitopes and also multi-clade. So I basically debunked an early paper that was written by some Chinese scientists that tried to debunk uh, Prathan et al. And I, I, I'm actually I want to write like a just a little, little quick burb and like submit it somewhere because because I mean I, I know this pretty well now, <laughs> you know, whatever for non scientists. But but I want to get to the truth of this. And believe it or not, what do they do? They use pseudovirus particles and all sorts of different things. And I read more than forty just vaccine studies. And I read more than 30 fusion inhibitor studies. And in a lot of those studies, they use pseudovirus particles and assays and stuff to test these. So no, I'm not an expert, but, but I understand what the words mean. And I try to do them justice. And so I understand what gain of function means here. And I believe that it is a useful term in this discussion. And so what he should never do, like as a scientist, if you if, if you have an open mind and you're trying to teach, why would you preface everything that's going to come with the, the expected answer, like how they should respond? That's not the Socratic method. The Socratic method is is that you you posit something and then you let the students kind of work through it. And if they need help, you you guide them through it. I, I know it's a little dated at this point, but um, but it, it was it worked pretty well for Plato and, and Aristotle. So I, I, I'm confused as to why we need to get our hand held as we go through this. Well, he's why the is he expert trying, now. Why is he trying to to set the table every time for every single thing that's said? I mean, yes, we're doing that right now, but that's because we're commenting on it. But but. And, and the, tra the tragic thing that... is, there's so much that has to be commented on. We literally can't get like 30 seconds. 
without a, a, a calumny, a misrepresentation, a straw man. Oh, right, because... Logical because, fallacies. It's all... It, it's incredible. It was, what's strange is, is because apparently when, when I used to appear in history and I was discovering things and I was sharing them with him. And, and you know, and uh, I guess that was good for his viewership, but, but I was doing it because I wanted his input because I valued his input. Like, that's why I did it. I, I didn't do it because I, I needed a platform. I did it because I respected him. I still respect him. But what he's doing right now is disrespectful. And not just to me, but to others. Anyway. When you are speaking, just mute yourself. Um, and Charles, uh, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Uh, yes, my name is Charles Rixey. And like Andrew, I was formerly in the military in the United States. And in particular, I was in the Marine Corps, and my job was what is called in NATO countries CBRN, uh, which is basically Weapons of Mass Destruction Defense. And so I did that for 15 years, and then I got out in 2018, and I was actually in school for my MBA whenever the pandemic started. And I actually haven't finished. I, I, I stopped. I actually got sick in, the, in early March of 2020, and I only had two classes left to finish my degree. And I basically, I, ever since, I... I've stopped working and stopped going to school, and I've literally been working on, at uncovering the origin of the entire time. And about two years ago, I joined the online group Drastic, which basically formed a bunch of scientists and researchers who are working here on Twitter. And literally ever since, we've been investigating the origin. And so I've got, I've got a background in WMD. I'm, I'm now very familiar with uh, gain of function research. And um, literally, all we do all day is try to, try to figure out what happened. Yeah. So I would like to explain to the audience really quickly what this gain of function means. My understanding of it is, and correct me if I'm wrong. Let me just stop here and make sure that you realize that, damn it, that Drastic is a group that formed in 2020. Oh, more whining about Drastic. Here we go. No, so this is, okay, if I remember correctly, this is an interesting point because he gets the timeline completely wrong. Uh, and I don't know how because he was there. Um, but I was also there for, for most of it. Um, and I know this, I, I'm like a historian for Drastic, and I have, I have a list of every member and information about them and, and the order in which they joined Drastic and, and the things that they've done since they've been Drastic because I want to keep an accurate record of the things that have happened. So I, I know very well like the, the structure and the history of the group, and I try very hard to ensure that that people will be able to to know what happened before I got there, because before I got there in 2020, they they did they almost single handedly kept the conversation alive until the World Health Organization investigation, and without that, there might there there might have been nothing afterwards. So kudos, they were heroes. I told him that at the time when I first joined, and I still believe it. Absolutely. So, and I, and I want everybody to know that because, yeah, like they, I said, despite differences of opinion, um, they they that group did, like you say, kept the kept the flame alive when 
it, it had they managed to get their way, it would have been hushed up and put down to um, spillover, natural spillover, and um, well, God knows where we would be right now, um, were it not the case. So, um, but anyway, um, no, no doubt we're going to hear some kvetching right about now. Around Dan Sorotkin, his father Carl Sorotkin, myself, Luigi Warren, who is on USA Today front page as one of the co-inventors of the mRNA technology and a whole host of other people that were not really part of Drastic when Charles Rixey supposedly joined them. And I was already out. And one of the things that he was interested in doing was uniting the sides again. And he wasn't interested in listening to me when I explained to him that Yuri Dagan had split the group in two based on the idea that we should not talk about anything other than the origin of the virus and the molecular biology of it. And we should never question the transfection. And it's absurd to question the transfection. Yuri Dagan blocked me on Twitter when I tried to debate him on Twitter about the effectiveness of transfection as immunization, and that told me everything I needed to know about Drastic, and I left. I had always suspected that they were a controlled opposition group, that some of those people had other things in mind, but by the time I was gone and Charles joined, there were two Drastics, one that was still using my name and picture, nope. and one that was called Drastic Science. Drastic nope. Science is the group nope. that put out the diffuse proposal nope. interpretation, nope. which Charles Rixey nope. offered. No, 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 no. Okay, so... Uh... <clears throat> Uh, there was only one drastic when I joined because I joined in uh, on February 26th of 2021. They split in October of 2021, right after we published the diffuse proposal or, or analysis of it on September 20th and September 21st. <clears throat> so I have no idea what, he, what he's saying here because I was there before they split and and that is true that that Yuri and, and Billy um, were at odds. And there's other reasons too, actually. They are public, but they dealt with the fuse, and you know it, it just wasn't really going to work. Um, but uh, because because of of my experiences, uh, when they split, I stayed with the group of Drastic Science, which mostly named themselves that because they were but 95% scientists. I was like the only non-scientist. So or maybe there was one more. I was like the only one without a PhD. And, uh, and so most of the public facing people were in that group. Um, so when, when, I, when I came to him in January of 2022, I, I was a member of Jurassic Science. But that was, I mean, a lot of stuff had happened before then. So I don't really know exactly. His timeline's off, and I don't know why, but um, I just want to clarify that. Oh, sorry, I keep cutting to the wrong screen. <clears throat> um, you're trying to virus um, that is, let's say, in animals and you're trying to uh, inject it in humanized mice to see if you can uh, you know, get it to infect them, that they infect each other, uh, and gain-of-function is literally making a virus um, infect humans. Is that right in, in, a, in a nutshell? Um, well, it could, there's, there's a set of six or seven different things that you can, or different ways that you can make a virus or bacteria, just any pathogen, become better able to infect humans. And so here's the first mythology that I identify right here. They are equivocating, equivocating Viral evolution and biological evolution of bacteria. And they well, well, I beg to disagree. No, no, no. <laughs> That's no, no. not what was said. 
That's not what we said. That, that literally is not what we said. You can make a virus. Okay. So yes, you can perform gain of function on bacteria and you can perform gain of function on viruses, but that is not saying that you would use these same techniques or like the, the statement is, is patently nonsensical. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so obviously, I know the difference between the two. I used to once again. I used to teach these things. I used to teach toxins and rickettsia and all these different things. So I'm aware that there's a difference between viruses and bacteria, and that there are different methods used to perform gain of function upon them. And if we like, I can go into depth on those. But I presume most people don't want to hear that. Now, I do see a couple things in the chat that I wanted to uh, kind of respond to because I, I actually have seen them in other chats before. Um, so the first thing is somebody, I've already addressed it, but somebody asked, okay, why did I get out of the Marine Corps 15 years? Um, and the reason is because that was the end of like my contract at the time, and I didn't re-enlist from the final time. And that was because I made that decision while I was going through a several-month-long uh, intensive PTSD treatment program. And it was during that period of time when I, I realized that I wanted to be in a, like back home in a different environment and kind of start a new phase of my life. And my, my wife, my family, they all agreed that was probably the best. Um, so th that is why I got out at 15 years. I mean, I don't know what people might be questioning or, or asking other than that, but, but it was because of PTSD. And... I mean, that was it. So uh, the other question was, and I keep seeing this over and over and over again. I'm, I'm very confused by it. They're asking, um, Charles was on Discord last night and isn't with the clone things. Okay. Um, all right. I'm not quite sure what that means, but, but, but they keep talking about how, okay, like this ayahuasca guy, because he said the same thing last night. Oh, yes, we know Rixie isn't with the clone hypothesis because... When questioned about it, he can't explain it properly. Now, I'm, I feel like I've already addressed that too, but... Uh, <clears throat> okay, so I do know what infectious clones are. And I, I do know how the processes work, at least some of the processes. Now, I'm, I, I've never done this stuff, but you know, I've never made a, a nuclear weapon, but I, I do know the parts and components uh, that go into a thermonuclear core. So... I don't know what level you're expecting. I'm not a scientist, but I do know what infectious clones are. And I am with the infectious clones hypothesis if what you mean is that SARS-CoV-2 is an infectious clone. That's most likely what it is. Okay. And infectious clones are a gain of function. So I'm glad we covered that. Um, now, as far as the, the distinction that is made between what, what JC argues and what other people argue like me is not that it's not an infectious clone we are arguing that there's a different set of evolutionary uh dynamics in place than what he's claiming yeah. but it's not we're not we're not saying it's a different thing we're, we're saying that it, that it the way that it evolves in the environment is different than, than what he's saying and that's uh, it and just to summarize his claim being that it would it would revert back to the consensus quasi-species swarm despite um 
any changes made to it. It would it would essentially eject those genes that were not part of the original. Right. And, and if, if you're asking, okay, do I understand that what they're doing is that they're using bacteria to make um, DNA clones of RNA viruses and then go through the whole transcription to create perfect exact clones and that they do this a whole bunch of times and they create a perfect what you know infectious clone swarm that's super high fidelity and then like how does that interact with the other swarms that are in nature yes i'm, I'm aware of the concepts that are involved in that um so i hopefully i can i can kind of answer your question ayahuasca 34 or whatever but but i'm aware of what it is and i i agree that it's probably an infectious clone we just agree on the mechanisms around it so yeah, I mean, let me know if if you need more clarification. But and I, I guess this is this probably is an important point that just needs clarifying again. I know we've we've discussed this, but um, the foyer docs. Um, if the powers that be are truly powerful, how are these foyer docs allowed to come out? I can understand diffuse, mm. but foyer would seem controllable. Okay. Uh, well, what are your thoughts? I have uh, thoughts. But what are your thoughts? Um, I, I think a lot was done on burner phones, like they say, um, that you don't put stuff in, in writing when you know you're going to um, get get found out. They probably think that a lot of those emails are, are generally benign and not not that uh, incriminating. It's, right. a, it's, it's only in the larger um, <clears throat> scheme or, or evidence set that they are incriminating. And so... Yeah, I think that people, people are understanding that um, everybody seems to think that, that government or governments in general are efficient, especially at cover-ups. I don't know why this, this seems to be the, like this idea exists because they're not. They're not efficient at anything. Well, it's the, it's so the idea you... that they're all powerful, right? And so it's easy then to right. pin um, anything you like on them. Right, uh, but they're not. Mm. And I, as it just so happens, I've probably read more of the FOIA docs than any other human being on the planet. At least that's what Congress told me at the time, a year ago. So I feel like I have some gravitas in this area. And what I've seen is that they're paying government employees you know, going rate for GS7 to sit here for 10 hours a day and and do this. And no one's in a hurry. And they're probably not paying super close attention. And there'll be different, like if two people got the same page, they might redact it a little bit differently. Um, and they don't understand everything that's going on the pages. Uh, but like, there's this notion that like, yes, as Andrew Huff talks about in this, well, and we'll never make it to it in the stream, but as he says in here, um, he, he was very keenly aware, and Peter Daszak specifically was keenly aware that that they wouldn't put anything crazy into their emails because they, it might be FOIA. But for 95% of government employees, regardless of where they were, they're not thinking about that, they don't care. I mean, I was a government employee for 15 years. Like, you use government email for long enough, and you 
I mean, you you probably could put some stuff in there that you might regret later on. And it doesn't surprise me at all that they found crap because the other half of this is, is when you concatenate, when you, when you go through rooms of information, the process of bringing it all together, you're able to see things that, that individually you wouldn't be able to see. And that's exactly what I did. I found tons of things in the Flurry documents and which I spent two and a half months literally just doing that. And literally I just put all these pieces together and that's how I made most of my discoveries there because most other people weren't actually going through every page by page. And so they did, they weren't really reading it and they weren't paying attention, but it really is that simple. And the reality is, is that I think you, you have too high a bar because yes, Karen Jamex. Oh, hang on. It's my daughter's school. Oh, right. no. Wait a second. Okay. Hang on. Anyway, I don't know if anybody can hear me, but if you're on Jamex, um, which is the TSSEI server, the top one, then you, uh, then yes, you're paying more attention, but you know, the average government worker is not. Oh, yeah. So, no, go ahead. Oh, it's again. <laughs> the wife's downstairs. She can, um, uh, she can talk to them. How dare she? It's, How dare well, she? Well, the thing is, it's always, it's always a very, uh, a difficult conversation when the school calls me. <laughs> it's, um, me trying to use Google Translate to read out um, <laughs> Japanese. Oh yeah, that's right. <sighs> okay. <sighs> All right, I'll just let, let's crack on. We might have to do another part, and I, I'm determined to address every minute of this. But um, I think yeah. The, the... No, I, I do want to take it at some point. I do want to cover um, uh, that one part like some of the signs real fast, but if we can today, I think mm, they're like finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they are also equating the selection of bacteria with the selection of viruses, no, no. even though they are no. entirely different organisms that, with entirely different that genetic structures and entirely different levels well, of Why would you even think that? Like, why would you... <laughs> I don't know. Because it, what, it's, what it's trying to do is to undermine your position to people who maybe don't know any better. Well, this sucks. This sucks if you're, if you're, if you're watching these streams and you're watching a scientist, it was again, <laughs> this is my partner. Like, like I, this is somebody I respect and I, I've never had him. Like, I don't understand why he's doing this. Well, okay. I kind of do, but not completely, but this is completely unnecessary. And it's also dangerous in a sense, because you, if you have the gravitas of a PhD, and you're and you're using that to 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 do this and 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 continually nick and, and poke at the at what people are saying, and you're doing it like every few seconds. Mm -hmm. um, it, this is not this isn't good, and it's it's painting a false image. Yeah. And it's it's not fair to anybody. 
Yeah. So, so, so people who are buying into what Jay's selling are being dragged further from. Right. They, they think I'm reality. Satan right now. Mm. They think they literally think I'm Satan. Mm. Well, I, I, mean, I, I assume that they must because all I need is a pitchfork. <laughs> well, I could, maybe I could draw one on the screen for you. Little, it's true. Little, little tab. Like the time. Magazine. Don't let me do that because Marines only draw one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty good at it. I'm a a good artist at that myself. It's the one thing I could draw really well. (laughs) Yeah. Not too bad. So, strike one, Charles Rixey, this is incorrect. And this generalization (laughs) is part of the mythology that these people are using to bamboozle us. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Viruses and bacteria could not be equally used in a laboratory, equally enriched using the same techniques. I literally, I literally didn't say that. <laughs> I got a strike for nothing. Mm. Come on, ref, step in. <laughs> oh, I don't have a PhD, so I like, but I lose by default. But mm. damn, what I, a... I literally, I didn't say anything. I just said. Yeah, it's it's a very intellectually dishonest mischaracterization there. Wow, that's just that's pretty blatant. Mm, Yeah, yeah. And in fact, there are no papers, none, zero, zip. Go look for them where they use humanized mice to make to make viruses more infectious. And if they did, Hmm. show me how they measured the infectiousness. You won't be able to Uh, find it, kids. Actually, actually, they did because that's. That's actually in the annual reports that EHA hid and that the NIH hid that caused all the stir because they explained how they went up several logs. And is that, unless I'm wrong, and that's not the answer to his question, but isn't that the answer to his question? Um, They're not describing how they are. I I think he's talking about um, using humanized mice as a, I, I guess a passaging technique. Um, no, but that, that's what that—that's what that was. Because they use virus cells, but they also use humanized mice. Mm. They actually used humanized mice in Wuhan. I don't know if like people don't realize that, but it's it's literally in the reports. They were given those mice from um, UNC Barrick, mm. and in one annual report, in the next annual report, they they were using them. Mm. So I, um. Maybe I'm wrong, but I read those FOIA documents. So, so I, I don't know. Maybe we're. Let me just step it back, because he, yeah, he, he might. He might. He might be saying that there was no. There's no evidence of using humanized mice for producing gain of function. Maybe. They are entirely different uh, organisms with entirely different genetic structures and entirely different levels of fidelity and replication. So strike one, Charles Rixey, this is incorrect. And this generalization is part of the mythology that these people are using to bamboozle us. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Viruses and bacteria cannot be equally used in a laboratory, equally enriched using the same techniques. And in fact, there are no papers, none, zero, zip, go look for them, where they use humanized mice to make to make viruses more infectious. And if they did, show me how they- I mean, technically it's not a paper. You won't be able to- It's any report. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, will, I will give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's arguing that they haven't used 
humanized mice for passaging? Uh, well, I don't know that even the benefit of the doubt because I, I mean, I, I recall, I don't know if, I don't know if in this case they were ace two humanized mice. I have to go back and look, but they definitely at various points use humanized mice. Mm. In fact, we have Chinese, we have like ones that were never like published, but like theses and dissertations where they did Orfex and so they were doing a, um, chimera construction of viruses. They did all sorts of stuff mm. with, under Xi Jinping. And, so, and, he, and he was not there whenever we pulled those uh, and, and scanned them with OCR because we had those like 150 or 200 of them. And I, I, but, would, I would say this, that <clears throat> you don't need to do the passaging when you've got the molecular techniques to put in sequences of epitopes of concern. Uh, right, but but if that's but, but I, they would be your just... test platform in which to say, is it you know how how ill do they get, and you know if it they would be the model, yes, yeah, and then if it worked in the monk uh, in the mouse, then you do it in a monkey, and then um, and then humans, the homeless guys you picked up the street, yeah. <laughs> um, find it, kids. I've been searching for weeks. I'm challenging all these people out there, all of them. Find a paper well, where they used to, to make a virus if more dangerous. Like Explain to me how they measured how. Um, so again, yeah, he's he's trying to make the argument that um, humanized mice are the way uh, are the pathway to which you make these viruses more dangerous. Um, n not really. Uh, again, if you were of ill intent. Um, Well, that's that's not true because it, passaging is has been used as a as a sort of basic sped up ev evolutionary. Yeah, I mean, that, well, because that's that's what they've been. That was what they were initially trying to rule mm. out, mm. which is ironic because it probably wasn't passes that way SARS-CoV-2 probably wasn't it was actually just genetically engineered and they just didn't want to say it mm. which is I mean we're basically talking about just different variations of the same theme mm. and they're just trying to differentiate so that way they can confuse people mm. <clears throat> how it became more dangerous I'm excited for someone to respond to that question we're more stable in a in different environments or more uh, virulent and more, more dangerous if you actually get infected. But any one of those, anytime you're doing an experiment with something that can cause more harm to a human than before, anything like that would be considered gain of function. Yes, so that was my... Now, my, 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 my charge here is that the claim is incorrect. Well, you're wrong. They cannot do that. They cannot do what? It does not work. And it is a claim against a fidelity that is not there. About? I can't. Uh, I, I guess that um, you, you talked about uh, making them more stable. Uh, yes, with... yes, they can do that. Mm. And, and you know what? You know why you don't see those studies? Because they're classified. Because that's what they do for bioweapons. But believe it or not, um, th that's one of the things that Ken Albeck talks about in the book Biohazard. When he was the number two at Biopreparat, 
um, the bioweapons facility testing new bioweapons in the Soviet Union. Um, so unless he was just lying, and given that most of his story seems pretty credible, um, I'm going to trust him. But they absolutely were testing that. They were testing it in bacteria. They were testing it in viruses. They were doing all sorts of things. They were they were putting viruses into bacteria to that to to get that if they couldn't do it in the virus itself. Now I could just be pulling that out of my ass, or I, I know what I'm talking about. But I, I don't have a PhD, so. Yeah, let, 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 let's see where, he, where he's going with this. Um, but it, it, I, I guess where I, I know where it's going. He's going to say that. I think uh, I remember this from yesterday. So it, it's just going to it's it's going to revert back to the regress back to the mean, and and but that doesn't take into account evolutionary theory that if you put in a gene that's going to give it um, extra fitness against uh, its, which is exactly what. I read yesterday, which is exactly what I read yesterday, in one of the basic um, main articles, the foundational articles about the classic species. So, whatever. Can't stress enough how important it is that we understand that. Just going to go back a little tiny bit. To see if you can, uh, you know, get it to infect them, that they infect each other. Uh, and gain of function is literally making a virus um, infect humans. Is that right in, in, a, in a nutshell? Um, well, it, it could, there's there's a set of six or seven different things that you can, or different ways that you can make a virus or a bacteria, just any pathogen, become better able to infect humans or more stable in a in different environments. There are no, there are absolutely no studies they look at the stability of viruses in different environments. Yes, sir. It's out yes, sir. somewhere where the sun doesn't shine because yes, sir, there is no literature That's supporting that. Hang on. Well, he's 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 right about that because the sun doesn't shine there because they're classified. Well, this this but one he's wrong. He's he's unequivocally wrong. Th this one shows um, just that, right? Uh, I don't I don't remember like that specifically from this, but I have to go back and. Are you talking about Exxon? Yeah. Well, well Exxon is making it more stable for replication purposes. Mm. But it, I if, don't. if you're making it more stable for replication purposes, if you put in, if you if you modify the exon gene, or it's got an exon gene, and you put in um, a furin cleavage site, that's that, that, that's a good. Um, then it's likely, especially especially if it uh, increases replication competence or fidelity or fidelity then or, well both then it will it will it will it, it, it will outcompete the other the other genes of the swarm yes then that's actually what i that was what i was referring to uh the you and i talked about yesterday which was the one thing that that JC has that I've never I've never heard him mention is that there's a there's a threshold, at least according to one of the three major uh, frameworks that they that they use for for quasi species, which, which is not really settled, like which is which, and they, it might be a mixture of all three, but one of the main considerations is that um, 
if you have something that's like super effective, but there's not very much of it, then it, you'll you'll see it disappear inside the quasi species. But if you see a, a, a high fitness variant, once it, there's a certain threshold, which is kind of it, it's not exact, but but there is a certain threshold above which it can take, for for lack of a better word, it, it can it can become the dominant um, portion of that quasi species. And that's just, I mean, that's a fact that's, that's in the literature. And it's important because what that means is, for in that paper, for instance, you're talking about a 20-fold or greater potentially difference in that fidelity, which obviously is going to have an exponential difference on everything. And then there's also selection pressure. And there's also different quasi-species. So if, if, if it's the case with one, I, it's hard for me to not think that it could be the case with, with other ones. And I feel like that should be explored because if he is, because he's well, based I, I, so I, much. I guess then his default will be not in coronaviruses. No, I'm talking about coronaviruses. Mm. I mean, the, the thing that I read was specific, if I remember correctly, it was specific to coronavirus. I could, I'll have to go back and look because I read like four or five articles, but... Do you, do you um, have it to hand? Which one? You have? I mean, uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll let it play whilst you. Yeah, go, go ahead and let it play. It's strange that he makes the statement because the only research that's been done has been done on virus-like particles, completely synthetic nanoparticles, and their ability to endure UV light, their ability to be aerosolized and endure mm, heat. Nope. Yeah, he's right about that. Yeah, I'm, I might beg to diff there, but. Um... What is this one? Establishing characterization of humanized mouse MPC PDX model for testing immunotherapy. Um, Nick, I would need the, the cliff notes real quick as to why that article is useful. But it's not something that you can do with cell culture. It's not something you can do with a set of ferrets. It's not something you can do in a laboratory or with a keyboard. It's something you can do with known chemical processes and known chemical processes are not the same thing as mother nature. These guys are trying to bamboozle us, and I can't figure out why. When are they going to mention the PCR tests or remdesivir or... The, <laughs> the gallop of every, that every, hobby horse. Every time every time he says remdesivir, I should say Caitlin. Right. Yes, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I found the paper, but but but, but it's, it's literally... It was written by Mark Dennison and others, so, like, mm. it, it supports what what they're about to say. And he, he says it much better, so. For the protocol. So we can, I don't know if, if I refer. Yeah, I found a couple of them, so I've got the answer. And these yeah. are, these are oh, specifically God. coronavirus. Talk about coronavirus. And NSP-14. call is uh, infidelity is bad for coronavirus relationships, uh, a case study. So this is predicated on the fact that I think I have something I want to ask you. I want to ask you all a question. Okay, I want to ask you a question. Here's the question. Would you take or give a live vaccine with a virus that has an engineered increased mutation rate? So let me repeat the question, okay? Would you take or give a live vaccine with a virus that has an increased mutation rate? Please raise your hands if you would consider this. I have one, two, three people, four or five, maybe, okay? And some are querulous and they don't want anyone to know that they raised their hand, okay? So the question is, why not? Okay, why not? 
So I'll answer this rhetorically because I've given this talk many times and, and after about 50 talks, about two, three people have raised their hands more here than anywhere I've been. And so, and, and should we even allow to engineer mutator strains of viruses is, an, is a corollary question. So the reason I ask this question is because it was identified in the coronavirus genome that there is a protein called NSP14 that was identified by sequence determinants with only a four, three motifs and four residues as being a potential exonuclease. And that was an exonuclease that was theoretically thought to be in the superfamily of proofreading exonucleases identified in bacteria and eukaryotes. Now this will send a little shockwave across the bow because everybody knows that RNA viruses don't proofread. And everybody knows that they're, one of the reasons they're so successful is because they don't. And so that it's also known that mutations in this motif of this uh, activity inactivate XON activity. Um, so we wanted to know, we wanted to ask the questions about what's the effect of an activation of this on replication fidelity. So what happens if we knock out this enzyme? So this is a, I, you might call it a, a knockout, you might call it a loss of function, but what we discovered was that in fact in, in mouse hepatitis virus, our model virus, and in SARS, that knocking out this mutant, this, making this mutation results in a virus that has a mutator phenotype with a 20-fold increased mutation rate. All right, is anybody worried about that? Not really, or you won't tell me if you were. Um, both ways on that, actually. And it would, it would be dependent upon the environment in which it finds itself. But then... Well, he goes, he goes on and explains, like, why, like, how the... How it delineates and, like, why it, it, uh, it becomes somewhat counterintuitive. It was kind of the point of the little section, and I, and I definitely think it's important for for this discussion. Okay. Well, it's uh, is that okay? Lori's worried about that. Dr. <laughs> Garrett is, is worried about that. All right. So, um, why, can I ask you why you're worried about it? Okay. Okay, makes you worried. Well, that's you know that's reasonable because everybody worried about it. I have to tell you. And the question is why. Well, because the assumptions about RNA viruses are that they generate populations with tremendous variation already, and that their increased mutation rate equals increased adaptation and fitness, increased virulence, and increased public health risk, because we all know from great science fiction movies that mutations are bad, right? They're bad. So then if I ask you the question differently is that, so over the centuries or the thousands of years, the 10,000 years of viruses have evolved, uh, isn't it just as reasonable to think that they've evolved their mutation rate to optimize their overall fitness? And fitness being their ability to survive in a competitive environment. So if in fact they've evolved fitness, then would not be throwing them into a range where their mutations are increased be detrimental to their fitness? So that was the question we wanted to test. So here is the experiment. It was actually done by Rachel Graham in Ralph's lab in collaboration. So this is showing a direct competition. And as we talk about this stuff going forward in terms of increased risk, we need to think about fitness as evolutionary biologists think about fitness, and that's competitive. So if we want to talk about the risk of a virus, we need to talk about it in terms of its competition with, its, with those around it. And this is a competition experiment where viruses were mixed either at a one-to-one, -one, a ten- um, Well, there's your pathogen experiment, I guess. <laughs> um, building up the... Well, the fidelity, right? Well, in this case, with their... So in this case, they, they mutated so that way the virus will mutate much more rapidly 
than normal, like much more often. Um, like so, and and this is a way to to weaken it because it, it once it once that happens, it becomes so rapid that it it, it just can't compete and it'll just mutate itself out of existence. And there's and so there's a there's an upper and lower bound. There's a range where where this takes place. You can't go too high. You can't go too low. And one one thing that I would posit is that if if they can if they can do this and where they can they can knock out something and make it less fit, um, is it possible they could also do the opposite? In which case, this would just be an additional way to to make it more um, homogenous and along with other factors. Uh, I think yes, but mostly because if they're doing this right here, I, I would be stunned if they weren't trying to do the opposite. So I'm not familiar enough with the, the Exxon protein, but I mean, if I was doing classified work, and I wanted to make something that could do that. I don't know. Maybe somebody should look at that. On, on well, and, you know, the, the question is, do we see fingerprints of that? If, if there's work... I, I don't know. Like, this is something I've never looked at, so... Well, so... I've never just just at. just within SARS, and we, I would argue that we saw highly stable variant emerge, right? And maintain these well yeah well that, that's the whole point is that we're seeing what appears to be we're seeing the what looks to be the result of this and and that clashes with the hypothesis that he's bringing and it also clashes with the medical like, like the clinical outcomes that we're seeing so there's got to be something somewhere and from my perspective it, it would be it would be uh, Occam's razor might dictate that a a mutation to make it more stable might be a simpler answer than producing supermassive biological weapons like tons of of infectious clone particles right. that then have to be disseminated out all throughout the world at different times. Like in, so, to me, that is a as a parsimonious. I hate to use that word because the zoo not use it all the time, but a parsimonious. Um, possibility that that should be considered, mm. yeah. Especially in light of the other, yeah. Because um, from a uh, military industrial perspective, um, it, it it minimizes the infrastructure that you need to sort of, of maintain working a working. And, and they stock. were actually they were definitely doing that in the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know page numbers, but. Um, there's a couple of documents inside my resource, my Excel piece of crap, Google resource that, um, there, well, there's a lot of bioweapon stuff in there along with 8 billion other things, but there's several, um, in fact, there's a copy of, of Ken Alabeck's bio, biohazard book, which is excellent. It's kept for free because it's a PDF that's on uh, PubMed. So I highly recommend people get that one. Because it'll scare the shit out of you, and also, it also might be good for people like JC to read because, because in there they, if I remember correctly, they make a chimeric smallpox in Marburg. I think that's the one they make. 
and that's in 1991. Now, granted, I don't know, it was infectious clones, maybe it was a replication comet, I don't know, but it was a bioweapon that was created by, you know, the guy who, who defected two years later. So I'm going to at least assume that it was a real thing. And maybe we should ask Ken Alabek about it sometime. Well, we could just ask Jay. <laughs> or just ask Jay. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, uh, do, do we keep playing this one or get back? I, well, I would just say we should, we should finish this one out or because it's, yeah, it's but got I, three or four more minutes. Okay. Um, because... I assume at some point these the people are all going to die, so we'll mm. have to put the stream into, yeah, into well, sleep mode at some point. Yeah, and we'll continue this. Um, I guess I guess tomorrow. <laughs> so, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean you're you're in charge. No, kids are back, so I, I don't have, I don't have a PhD. So <laughs> Just... favoring the mutant virus, and then passage for four to five times. And as you can see, in this case, the virus was not, not able to compete, even when it was given a hundredfold advantage. And this is just in tissue culture. So this is a low bar for genetic selection. This isn't the high bar of in vivo disease or in vivo replication. So this virus was profoundly incapable of competing with the wild type virus. In fact, what was interesting is when we looked in a, now in an animal model of SARS, which there isn't for MERS, we saw that that mutator virus was attenuated in a mouse model of lethal SARS. So given 10 to 2, 10 to the 3, or 10 to the 4 virus particles uh, for, the, for the wild type virus, it was rapidly wow. lethal in animals. But given the same amounts of virus with the, wild, with the mutant virus, that there was no disease. There was good replication, and I'm not showing that there was also immune response. You see, and I, want, I wonder how Jay's um, hypothesis accounts for um, this loss of function, right? Because surely, surely it would revert back to the mean, right? <laughs> that it would it would regain its function after multiple passages and an, an environment that's conducive. I mean, I, I would say, well, I, I guess in this case it would be it would be disappearing and being out competed by the. I don't know. My brain's kind of fried, but it's one a.m. here. But but yes, this is part of the problem. Is that this is one of like three or four different things that I haven't really heard him. Um, talk about, but here we have the people. I mean, Dennison is sitting next to Ralph Barrick. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the same video in which he, uh, Dormitz on the other side says, yeah, we never put an FCS in a vaccine. Right. And then, and then they also talk about Ralph Barrick. Um, and he says, yeah, we, I, I have no plans. No, nobody would ever do a humanized mice experiment to make MERS or SARS more pathogenic in humans and then he goes and does basically the same thing like six months later so <laughs> so this is just, this is a gold mine of information yeah but this right here is this is a question that i have not heard addressed but it's obviously something that they were tweaking mm. so yeah right. yeah so you know we have the error Correcting and uh, yeah. it, it if you make it more more functional, more gain of function in that little exon. Mm. Yep, and, and it, there might not be any unclassified studies. Like I, I haven't looked into it, but. 
I would be very interested to, to I, I'm still trying to find something that, that does analyze it in, in SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, and you know the the sad thing the sad thing is is that we're we're sort of dependent on a um, discipline now that is under intense scrutiny. Yeah, I mean they're they've funded basically zero dollars of fusion inhibitor research, and they just handed out five hundred and seventy seven million more in May, just for inhibitors, but no fusion inhibitors. Just proteasin. What was that? None. What a perverse bureaucracy, man. It's just... It, it, I would say it's a cancer, but... Mm, yeah. It's kind of redundant. Yeah. So. Um, people are saying, should we set up a crowdfund to get Charles a PhD? Yeah, we should. We should. He is. Cool. What should I get it in? I don't even know. Um, I have a really good memory, so like, and I've read a lot of papers, and I think people kind of like discount that, but they shouldn't because I I've read a metric. I actually calculated it. It's like sixty six pages a day, not including the um, the FOIA stuff. Which, if we, if we only count the days when I was actually doing it, that was like a, that was like thirteen hundred pages per day that I was like going through. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. For eight hundred and ninety days, or whatever, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. How yeah, it's, it's, look, it's it's enough to make you a subject matter expert, and um... I mean, or at least better than the you know the girl at Starbucks. So I don't know. Uh, no, let's let's play this out just so that was protective against wild-type SARS challenge. Okay. Interestingly, we've shown um, also that this, this genotype and the mutator phenotype is remarkably stable in, in culture and in mice. We've now passaged it more than 250 times in the laboratory, and it does not revert, um, and it maintains the genotype, it maintains the phenotype of the mutator. It retains, it's also so attenuation. It. After- so imagine if they tweaked it the other way. Mm-hmm. And it was still stable. This, this is where you need Yao. Have they done this? Can it? I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know enough to um, be <clears throat> saying. Oh yeah, they, they, they. Of course, they've done that. But I know. In fact, I don't think any of us know enough, which is why we should figure this out mm. before we make. You know. Yeah, sweeping, sweeping, right? Sweeping generalizations around reversion back to. Um, I'm just spitballing here, maybe, but you know. After 60 days of passage in skid mice and passage in aged animals, so it appears to be a non-redundant, non-complemented function that's required for replication fidelity. So now I, I think back about this because I think what would have been the implications if I'd prevent, presented that I want under certain guidelines that I wanted to create a mutator strain of a virus and test it in animals? Would these experiments have been allowed? And I, I ponder whether they would under some of the definitions that, I, that I've heard. In fact, we're, we're now targeting this not just for thinking about vaccines, but also thinking about it for therapeutics. Because coronaviruses appear to be significantly resistant to ribavirin, RNA mutagens, and nucleoside yeah. analogs. Like Rendemzivir. 
Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> hey, hey, we mentioned Remdesivir. So right, right. We should cover that basically. Uh, Thanks, Caitlin. Exon mutants are highly susceptible to acute inhibition and lethal mutagenesis. And yeah, that I mean, I think the Chinese are a good um, a good metric for is remdesivir a valid therapy? They I mean, dropped, they, dropped, they said no. Yeah, they dropped it pretty quickly, right? And this data would appear to suggest that you know pursuing the uh, nucleoside analog and the mutagen um pathway you're you're essentially trying to push uphill yeah at a molecular level um so inhibition of exon fidelity as combination prescription with ribavirin and developed nucleoside analogs. That doesn't make sense to me. Let's see what he says. Okay, people wondered why. Well, we've recently, we published last year that in fact it looks like XON is why. That is, this proofreading capacity protects the virus from these mutators and nucleoside analogs. And in fact, the XON mutants are profoundly susceptible to acute inhibition lethal mutagenesis. This is, in fact, um, the basis for our, our proposal, our project, to uh, screen for inhibitors of fidelity in combination with RNA mutagens to identify uh, new targets that might allow the virus to be susceptible and could be used as combination therapy against all coronaviruses, because all coronaviruses encode this protein, and everyone we've tested so far has exactly the same phenotype uh, in this setting. So the point here is that those, um, this, is, this is an example where I would have also been concerned about a mutator phenotype. Okay, I would have been concerned about its implications. So I just think it's important to know we do experiments because our assumptions are wrong often. Okay. In, in fact, increased mutation rate does not favor virus fitness, and fidelity actually can be a target for vaccines and therapeutics. That passage for adaptation and resistance in vitro and animal models are essential for components of therapeutic development. Um, there are, no, to my... Matt, this is just a sales pitch to be <laughs> continuing to... Well, I mean, yeah, it is kind of a sales pitch. But <laughs> it, but really, I'm just because there's other there's other papers that talk about this, and and then there's other papers that talk about the like, like the threshold that we talked about, mm. and and there's just in all these different areas, there's there's just a lot of options that could be be doing what he's claiming isn't done and i think we should just rule them out or understand their like how it all fits together before we before we do uh, just reject it or 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 approve of it like we, we need to know answers to it and i think they could be very beneficial yeah because i i mean i would i would take this as okay if, if it's got this error correcting feature in it and you can get in peptides of concern and and they confer fitness it'll 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 keep them it won't it won't revert back well yeah especially if like i said if it, so it, here's another thing like there's this threshold that if you have an infectious clone swarm well it's already at the threshold mm. 
So I, I would almost think that it would be very difficult for, for something to establish itself that's external to it and overcome it. It would seem like it would, it would, it would, so it would keep being a dominant strain for a while because it would have a massive advantage. Mm. I could be wrong, but that's what, like, it seems like an infectious clone swarm in particular mm. um, has extra advantages. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I concur, <laughs> Dr. Rixie. Yes. All right, Dr. Rixie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so R6574 says, Charles did more in a week than JC has done to date. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, what, are we, what week are we talking about? I, don't... <laughs> I guess just this week. It's Monday. Like this week? Like... <laughs> I don't know. It... <laughs> All right. Um, I'll, I'll wrap hey, this up. I'll let, I'll let you do, go. So do, do we actually, like, I hope that we... Um, were able to provide, you know, some analysis that was sufficient to show that we're that we are thinking about this beyond just, you mm. know, meme answers mm. or something, because that, that's not really what we do. I, I would like to think that, you know, <clears throat> uh, I was just pissed yesterday, dude. I, I was so angry. I was pissed too. I mean, I'm glad I didn't come on. I wasn't ready, so. And you know, again, just what watching this in replay again, there was just more the aspersions and denigration <laughs> of your of your character and motives is um, obscene. And yeah, for for people that are listening, um, I think the, well, the 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 premise that gain of function is not is not a risk hasn't been disproven by gain of function is a risk hasn't been disproven by jay okay. I, mean, I don't know what i'm supposed to, to do i mean it, <clears throat> why would why would i assume look it, it seems like a I don't know. I don't know what what the problem is or, or why it's well, so it, frustrating. It's, it's, his his thing, I guess, is that um, his concern is that if if there is gain of function, right, that it's possible to tweak these viruses. Then, in, in his argument, is that it it ushers in more surveillance state. Mm. Well, I mean, the the truth is that that's what they're trying to do anyway. Yeah, I mean, they could be they could be doing a zombie apocalypse next, but the, the ultimate point is is to accrue power and take it from us. So, I I've, I think that sometimes there's a there's a distinction, a distinction without a difference if if we're going to the same place and there's not really disagreement. Like if we don't know the answer, oh, I don't know why we should be closing off angles. Because yeah. as as at some point we, we didn't really talk about it today, but at some point if we do talk about <clears throat> diffuse, the reality is is that um, it's that's a document that shows intent. Yes. And yeah. In in common law countries, uh, criminal liability comes from two things. It comes from actus reus or mens rea. So if you do the crime, 
and your at mental attitude at the time that you're doing this crime is that that determines the level of liability. It, it determines the severity of the punishment. Um, and so if we have a document, that a, a published document, like a, like a legitimate document, it's already been legitimate. And it's not, it's not even like an NIH level grant. It's one specifically aimed at the DOD apparatus. Right. right? Exactly. So if we have that and mm -hmm. it states XYZ, we want to put into, you know, SARS like coronavirus and then uh, SARS like coronavirus appears that has all those elements in it, then I, I don't see how that's not like that would, that would be like, they would, they would have to show something pretty uh, intense to negate that because that is intent that is intent so it, the, I, people have like different opinions on this but i'm just going to tell you if the intelligence community is built on the concept of of um, plausible deniability you would never why would they do the one thing it would be impossible to prove if you're the intelligence if somebody's trying to go against the intelligence community, why would they do the thing that you can never prove? Because there's never the documents. Well, guess what? We have them now. And it shows intent. Yeah. So they would never do that. Now, and, and there's other reasons why there's why I think that's ridiculous, but but that alone is enough. And I think that the fact that that's being ignored or, or explained away does not make sense. Because we don't as long as there is a world where there is legal remedies we um, have to use them it's what i was harping on yesterday yeah, it's and... not beneficial there is no there is no possible way that they would have released the diffuse proposal on purpose and i'm not just saying that because i know the person who released it and you know i, I feel honor but the, the premise being that um that they're hanging out fauci and barrack right that they're, they're full guys that can that can take the the hit, I guess. Um, I mean, sure, okay, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Mm. Is it, but but that's the cool thing about this is that even if it doesn't matter if it's Jay's hypothesis about the quasi or the infectious clones, and so it's there's no actual whatever after a certain period of time. It doesn't matter. In fact, it doesn't even matter if there's there could be there could be no virus because if you have the intent. To perform gated function, and and I, I was saying the same. And they're thing. basing all this off of that, and it's a fraud by itself. Yeah, I was saying this last week as well about the sort of. Uh, I was speaking with Spartacus, and we're talking about the covert moral bioenhancement, the sort of. Oh, Spartacus! Oh my God! What a noob non-scientist. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, you're done. <laughs> um, the. Um, it, it doesn't matter if, um, you know, we might not be at this point where they can beam 5G and et cetera at you, et cetera. And I, I'm, I'm quick to shut down those discussions. But if we, if we can show intent, right, and that the, there's a fingerprint within the literature, which would say that, that this this would seem to describe behaviors that we're seeing from these organizations and entities. Um, it, it's incredibly important to follow through on 
making sure that it, it, it is shut down, right? We can't we can't have organisations running around thinking that um, covert moral bio enhancement is the, um, the most ethical way to um, modify society and cultures. It, it it's not a it's not a, a um, it's not a working or feasible framework in which to, in which to exist. And um, if if we can, and like I say, of course they're going to deny that they would do these types of things. But if if we can get a hint of it, we have to we have to do everything within our power to push back against it. Right. And, and guess what this is? This is more than a hint. Mm. Like I, I would argue that they, I mean, they can't refute. They've already said it's real, and it is a it is a proposal. It is literally an attempt to do something. Well, their fig leaf yeah. is. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't funded. How dare you? Well, guess guess what? It doesn't matter if it was funded because it was so intent. It doesn't matter if the virus is real. L literally, it doesn't matter. I can't conceive of of, of, a, of a viable situation in which that document is worthless. No, so I, I. I mean, I. I, I don't. I don't, especially especially as we're looking at furing cleavage sites which haven't gone away. It's still there, and if it's if it's conferring um, wide tissue tropism and it's it's accelerating amyloidogenesis in those tissues, well then. <laughs> That's we're we're being we're being in enhanced, that's, but that's gain of function. Yeah. Um. All right. I mean, uh, that is well. It's, it's not just gain of function. It's it's a bioweapon. But I digress. Um. <laughs> cool. Well, we survived. Hey, I don't I don't even know how long this has been, but oh, I, I think like four fun. four and a half hours. I think. I'm terrible at math, but no, I think we did. I think we did. Um, no, and like I said, and... I'm I'm determined to go through forensically because there's there's so many of these. Well, and we keep getting treated as if we're, I guess, not taking this seriously. Or mm. uh, so I, I do want to make sure that we are being thorough, which is why, like, I mean. It, we have been looking at the quasi-species. We've been looking at infectious clones. We, we have not just been like throwing grenades trying to, to mess up something. That's not what we're doing at all. We're, we're trying to give due diligence to something if because if you it, because it's that important. If, if you're going to make uh, those claims or draw strong conclusions that are very different, that's fine, but don't don't be definitive until we have until, exhausted the until we've exhausted the others because yeah. the, right now the the evidence that I've seen once again not a scientist but, but what I, from what I've seen in the literature there's not it's not like a fait accompli that this is that this is what he's saying and so I think we everybody did, like we deserve to have the right answer and if it's his then so be it that's not what this is about. It's about finding the answer. He's... And now you're doing it for free. So, again. Right. Yeah. Nice one, so, Jay. Yeah. Well done. Uh, all right, dude. I'll let you get to bed. Um, I will speak to you 
later and i'll just yep. wrap up here i think it was good i think we did good here yeah well I've plenty more work to go. <laughs> I, this isn't this isn't my first late night so great hi man all right right have you yeah you too design no bioinformatic or predictive all right take care bro. all right um okay folks kids are back i've got to um fix computers as usual uh i will of course uh put a plea out um you can help support this work by going to mccandojo.com um science for the people by the people um please uh Send, uh, send your donos my way. WTYL.live tip jar. That's the best way. Um, if not, if you've, uh, if you're wedded to, uh, gay pal, uh, or stream fags, you can use our stream fags, gay pal link. Um, buy me a coffee, subscribe star, digital tulips, cryptocurrency. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. Uh, three hours, 45 minutes. All right. So um, I hope uh, it was edifying for people. Like I say, I'm sorry for yesterday, but um, <laughs> I'm fucking furious. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm livid at, at what he's done, and so I will um, leave it there. So take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I would be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these gaffers. I will fucking kill each fucking gaffer. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or ever. Oh, that's fine. I like this guy. Send check 45,000. Let up! 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 Let up!